Hello, Wolfnet Coach here with a quick PSA before we start the episode. If you are attending the Las Vegas Open and participating in the Alpha Strike 350 tournament, please submit your list to WNRP at WolfStragoons.com with the subject heading LVO list. Cannot stress this enough, everyone. Please email your list to WNRP at WolfStragoons.com. Thank you. All units proceed to your post assignment. Sandhurst Royal Military Academy. They've had more than a thousand years to perfect the art of teaching war. You're listening to Wolfnet Radio, the show that reminds you folks to stoke those fires and check your furnace this winter before the ice hellion comes knocking. I'll be your host this evening, Matthew Six Squad Cars, Bloodbath Barons. And tonight, joining us as well, as always, Andrew on the road again, Middle Crawl. Good evening, gentlemen. And Aaron in the office, Coach Crawl. Happy New Year! Luke Hex Pedestals, Charles Gideon Dirks. Happy New Year, Wolfnet. And Thomas, all the brownie points, Silent Sea Raven Kruger. Gotta collect them. Get them all saved up so you can use them on the one shebang. And special guest today, all the way from the UK, David Cook. How are you today? Good evening. Yeah, good evening. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Obviously, uh, excited to be here today. Uh, thanks for the invite, and obviously, thanks for everything that that you guys have done for us over over across the pond. Um, you know, in our recent events and and sort of moving forward, obviously, we've been keen to champion Alpha Strike three hundred and fifty because I think it's a great format. Thank you for joining us and taking the time, especially on a rainy day. Is it over there? It is tipping it down here, <laughs> as we like to say, <laughs> as we like to see in the king's country, it is tipping it down. <laughs> I think we're running about twelve degrees here. <laughs> you got twelve. Balmy. I got four. Oh, well, you're warmer on oh, that side. Eight, sorry, eight, eight degrees. Of course, they're <laughs> Celsius, and we're Fahrenheit, so I don't know what the conversation is there. But yeah, yeah I'm just confused now. <laughs> like, what what is this? <laughs> let's let's go with uh, it's twenty degrees below uh, freezing. So. Yeah, that's cold. <laughs> so, David, uh, you've you've been out of BattleTech for a little bit, but then they're starting to get back in. So, do you? How did you get into BattleTech? Well, <laughs> back in the nineteen nineties, there was a little computer game called Mech Warrior Two, and a cartoon as well, wasn't there? Called yep. BattleTech, um, with the first Somerset Strikers that my brother was randomly watching on cable, and I was like. What's this? <laughs> this computer-generated bit is awesome. This is sick. This has got like fighting robots. It's like Transformers, but better. Um, it was ahead of its time. It, it was, <laughs> and and when I've gone back and rewatched it since getting back into Battletech, because obviously it's all on YouTube now, it, it's not age well, but it's still cool. It's still what we have. You know, that's the the official kind of Battletech TV show that we, we we've only ever had. Um, so yeah, it's Mech Warrior Two on PlayStation. God, that's old. Um, I still then, keep one around. I yeah, still it's, keep it around. 
it was a cracking game and it kind of got me interested in the the, the tabletop because I was a Warhammer 40,000 player from Rogue Trader second edition you know um and then I kind of like drifted off gaming for a bit um I was in my late teens then so going to the pub and stuff over here in England um and then I played Magic the Gathering and there was a card game called Battletech that was called like it was colloquially known as Magitech and I, <laughs> I picked pick pick that up and I was like yeah this is a good card game it's like magic but it's got like nice differences um I wonder what the tabletop's like and I bought uh Battletech fourth edition I think in about 96 um with the old cardboard standees um the real heavy set rules as well like that at that time like I'd not played anything quite like it I'd done sort of D&D and stuff but like Battletech's like a whole another level of of micromanagement in, in a tabletop as everyone knows <laughs> um you know but I I really got into it and I, I met met some other people from the local area and we started to go to Mechforce UK tournaments back in the late 90s um which were kind of my first toe dipping into competitive gaming from a from a sort of like a tabletop game perspective anyway and and um just loved it joined mechforce uk went up and down the country sort of supporting them at conventions and stuff and then one sad day whiz kids got hold of <laughs> hold of battletech from and they, they choked the shit out of it and killed it <laughs> they did they that, that's that's uh, that's a less eloquent way of how i was gonna put it but yes they did it was, it was the dark ages in both the game and in real life it was, and I think you know we just spoke just prior to going uh, on air, and like it killed the killed the scene overnight where I was. Um, like you know, I hung on, and we bought some fan pro products, um, which they, they did a good job. You know, the product was good, but the game there the just wasn't the community there anymore. And it was it was too random, like all these yeah. random boxes. Like I want to yeah. pick what I get. Like no, you don't. I'm like oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it, it was it, it was just no. It was a, a hard part, and like. I'd seen the clicks figures. One of my friends played Hero Clicks, and I was like, they are nasty figures. I'm not going to buy them. I'm out. Um, I'll keep all my mail stuff. And I just put it away. Um, went on, did other stuff, um, played a lot of card games, and then played X Wing from about 2016 and really got my teeth into that. And then obviously we had COVID. <laughs> and I was kind of looking for, like, it kind of here in Plymouth. Um, you know, the scene's still going, but it's definitely like halved the number of players and it's just not there. And Atomic Mask. I think yep. that's everywhere. I think the yeah. X Wing scene is just cut in half here, everywhere. Yeah. I, I, th- I think, I think it's, it's not being helped by the pandemic. Obviously, some people migrate to TTS and, and that's yep. fine, but it wasn't for me. I tried it, didn't like it. Um, and then we had this big shake-up. Um, I, I know you, you're probably aware that Atomic Mass decided they were going to completely change the rule set, and it yep. caused a big, almost as big a, a, a ripple as what WizKids did with Dark Age. Yeah, um, that's very uh, good correlation. That, that's, that's the way I kind of feel about it, too. Yeah. Um, it's been very divisive. It's been divisive here. And I was kind of like in a bit of like, I don't know what to do. I want to, I want to wait and see. I want, I want to see what's going on. I'm kind of like ambling all over the place here. But the crux of it is, during that time where we'd all stopped playing X-Wing, MechWarrior 5 was released on PlayStation 5. And I was like, do you know what? I played 3 and 4. They're amazing games. I'm going to buy 5. Now, it's not the best game, but it's fun. It is and fun. 
it is fun and it, it's, it's if you get a bunch of your mates together and you do some of the dlc stuff like Kestrel Masters, and it was it was it was fun and it reminded me just how much i loved the battle tank universe because i really got into it back in the time you know i was there when the civil war storyline was kicking off and you know katrina and victor are at each other's throats and i read all that series of novels and I read all the blood of kerensky and all that and i was like oh, i love this universe i love this galaxy um so speaking of that did you have a favorite faction and a mech or unit well i've always <laughs> been a clan wolf player oh particularly particularly, particularly clan wolf and exile is mm. my oh, right, that's better that's better yeah um <laughs> you made Phelan some brownie points yeah Phelan's story arc in the blood of kerensky was incredible it was a really good read and it was one of the first i think i read the gray death books first in, in the late 90s and then i read blood of kerensky and stackpole i read a lot of his star wars novels and stuff so oh yeah you know um so yeah uh, clan wolf and exile um in a sphere i currently have um kind of digressing a bit but i currently have house davion and i have mercenaries um, fair enough that works. Like, home, homebrew mercenaries that i based on my mech warrior 5 campaign like this paint scheme i cooked up on on the the old paint scheme there and then um wolf's dragoons because they are the best <laughs> so um <laughs> I, I i have some alpha regiment wolf's dragoons which is kind of hybridized Ooh. with my my alpha galaxy wolf and exile like the color schemes are so similar yep. they're both ready or ready ready orangey brown with black Mm -hmm. paneling i'm like hmm, i can kind of like get away if i don't put decals <laughs> on i can that, get away yeah. i can i can get away with this it so works. yeah me and me and my friend were playing met warrior 5 and we we're like oh why i was like i'll tell you what mate they've re-released battletech in the last couple of years i remember when the kickstarter came out i remember when the game of armor com com uh, game of armored combat came out i was like i'll um i'll have a look into it and i was like it'll be cheap mate we just buy the core set we just buy you know a few mechs and we'll, we'll play and see what it's like and that was 12 months ago and i've got think nearly nearly all the catalyst releases um that oh, they've nice. dropped dropped some sort of mech wise over here there's a there's a couple of star boxes i don't have um because awesome. i wasn't going to i wasn't going to collect stuff the, the clan again but then obviously you you say this you know i'm not going to do it <laughs> and then you do it and then you just buy stuff so yeah we we kind of ended up me and my friend just playing classic and playing it weekly um and also this game has not changed there's a couple of minor rules changes, but the games are still the same. And then, I, like, there was also like these cards that came in a box. I'm like, what are these? And I'm like, I don't know what these are. I'll just discard them casually to one side. <laughs> and then, <laughs> just toss these over here. Yeah, the miniatures and good stuff. I don't, know. I don't need these. It's not a record sheet. Um, like promo <laughs> cards? What are these? Like baseball? Yeah, uh, whatever. Exa yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, um, so, it was about six months ago, maybe a bit longer. So, start of the summer here. Um, my buddy that I actually played Battletech with back in the 90s had kept all his stuff. I, I didn't. I sold my, ironically, I sold all my stuff in 2018. I oh, kept no. it for, I kept it for like well over 15 years on, on the top of, you know, on top of the cupboard, like tucked away and again, Games Workshop carrying case, all these metal fifth surface fusiliers painted, some Clan Wolf stuff painted. I'm never going to play this game again. It's just taking up space. So, you know, I need some money for X-Wing. Sold it. Um, so I've had to literally buy back in from scratch. All the map sheets, all the city tech, every, oh, everything. Oh, boy. Yeah, I had some, I had like the early TROs, like the 3025 with the Unseen, all that kind of stuff. I had Unseen <gasps> Metals. 
Um, loads and loads of stuff. I was I was a big collector back in the Did day. Did you make some pretty good money off of the collection? <laughs> mm. no, I, I, took, I, took I, I sold some of the books <clears throat> on eBay, so they went for good money. But um, the mechs, I just, because of the, the, the hassle of shipping metal yep. miniatures, some of them that are quite fragile. Like if you think back to things like the Rifleman 2C, the original sculpt was like, like you looked at it and it fell to bits. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I just sold it to a guy here in, in the local area um, who subsequently just vanished off the face of the earth. And I don't know if he's still got my stuff, but <laughs> um, in a way, it's kind of good because I've started with new color schemes, new oh. factions. You know, I didn't play Wolf Dragoons before. I was fifth service fusily as I'd like, I think, a nearly a regiment's worth of metal stuff. And, you know, the, the new sculpts in my eyes are brilliant. Like they oh, are spot on. There's so much. There's so much nice to look at. You know, I've got a couple of the old metals that my mate uh, Nizumi. Big shout out to him because um, he is the guy that said, "Let's try Alpha Strike." So we printed off the PDF and loved it. And I'll be honest with you, I hardly play Classic now because Alpha Strike is just so much better. Particularly with my lifestyle change with the kids, I don't have like 24 years to play one game. Yeah. Um, I like a game to be done and dusted in, in an evening. Um, and it's something you can take to the local store as well, because we're quite blessed here in Plymouth. Like the UK can be quite devoid of gaming stores in the sort, sort of the smaller towns. But Plymouth, we've got about seven, which is insane. What? Oh. So how, how large of a how town. large of a city is that then of Plymouth? <sighs> uh, I'll Google that for you now. I, I, I just I, looked I on the map. It's quite large. I just looked at the map because I was like wondering where Plymouth was. You guys are way on the on the west side of the island. Yeah, yeah, we're south, southwest, south southwest. So yeah, yeah. I I I grew up in the southeast. I grew up near London, which is why I sound a little bit like a Cockney. Um, a what? Uh, I, 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 <laughs> you know, I was I was wondering about that. I was <laughs> hey, picking can, that up. Can I, I be, like... can I be a call sign? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, 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 the Devonshire Cockney. 263,100 is the census population of where I am. So it's, it's, quite, oh, a, wow. it's quite a big city. Yeah. Um, it's bigger than where I grew up. Seven game stores? That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, we've got... There's like three gaming venues, one of which is where I play. Um, and they, they're one of the biggest Magic the Gathering sellers in the UK. They do a lot of their trade online, but they have a gaming space. Um, we've got one high street store another small game store which is like you wouldn't know is there unless you knew where it was you know unless yeah, someone tucked, told you tucked away in Old some mall. brick and mortar place yeah yeah little side street you wouldn't know it's there um we've got a board games cafe we've got the university i think that's what drives the gaming scene here in Plymouth. So we have a university and quite a well-recognized one and they do a lot of like uh stuff like uh, healthcare so a lot of physiotherapy students like doctors and nurses that kind of thing. So it's quite a university town. And it's also a former, well, we're still a naval base, but it's oh, been yeah. massively mothballed over the last sort of few decades. That always it's, helps. Um, so yeah, we're a military town and a, and a uni town. My wife came here to university and I just migrated here and like, um, here I am. Um, so yeah. Yeah, we, you guys are in the port, River Tamar. Yeah. I can see the ocean from my, my flat where I live, my apartment. That's fantastic. Pretty, pretty sweet. It's not so, so fantastic at this time of year. But being it's, it's being with a large city in the port, um, you talked about shipping there earlier. How how easily can you get? What is your shipping or your your, <laughs> your demand and and uh, well, your your I supply have, and demand? How can how well can you get stuff in and out besides have, with errands? 
I have personal experience with their shipping. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, we we, we, we were going to touch on that. <laughs> um, getting stuff from overseas is not great, particularly yeah. from the United States. Unfortunately, um, it, it it's one of the things. Like, it's kind of like why I wanted to touch on as we went on through through the session is is how inaccessible some of the unit types are for us. Like getting product. Ironwind metals do a fantastic range of metal minis. They're really expensive for us to import in. I mean, really expensive. Um, and it's expensive to ship as well. Like, you know, um, you guys sent kindly sent us some prizes for our recent tournament. And it cost you guys, like, a lot of money <laughs> to send it. And then I had so, to pay an import fee as well on top of that. So it was, we, like, around yeah. about $100. Yeah. You're told. It was about Shipping bucks. and import. Yeah. It's mental. So, so what is, what's, what's the... How many times worse is it now with shipping fees alone? Is it three, four times more expensive? Or? Was it always like this, or is it just kind of now? No, it never used to be. I used to buy a lot of stuff from the USA. I used to buy like most of my Magic cards, because at yeah. that point, the pound was like, it was almost like one pound was worth $2 at one point. Like we're going back like to the, yeah. sort of the turn, turn of the century. I buy all, all, all my stuff. I buy loads of stuff from America. Um, Gotta love that euro. <laughs> yeah, and, and it just well, there's been some political changes within the United <laughs> Kingdom, and the trade yeah. agreements just aren't there anymore. And it is it is damn expensive to have stuff shipped over, which is it is why we kind of rely on the official catalyst range here. In like most of my player base, don't have access to anything that isn't re-released by Catalyst. Obviously, there are a few people that are happy to um, order from Ironwind, that are happy to order from Ralpathy Europe, who's slightly less expensive, but obviously they're the old molds, so the minis aren't ah. always great. Um, you know, some people have ordered stuff from Deathray Designs, um, to use as proxies in their games, right which on. is obviously, obviously they're, they're cool. Um, I have only got Catalyst and a few old metals, that I I've been gifted by friends. Um, it's hard. It's very like to get because the whole crux of of the the format that I love is this combined arms format. And I really I've always like I used to have like alicorns and shreks and um, patterns and like I had like Savannah Masters, uh, Warrior Vitals, like aerospace fighters. You know, back in the day we had you know we just played everything. You just played. You know, the, the Inner Sphere Battle Armor, the Clan Battle Armor, you just play it all. Um, but you just can't get that stuff here. It's really expensive to do so. So um, it, it's been a bit of a challenge um, sort of getting players on board with the whole combined arms thing. We've had a little bit of twitchiness around, like, introducing other unit types and stuff like that. Like, they, they play the same as Battle Mechs. They're, they're no yeah. different. But... It, 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 you know, because obviously when you used to just battle mechs, like people are like, well, what does this tank do? I don't know how this works. It's like, well, it works like any other unit. It has a card and then you just follow it and they have a, their own critical hit table and stuff. So um, we're getting there though. Like, you know, we the, the event we ran recently was um, really good and we had um, some elementals, obviously, because they're accessible being Catalyst product. Um, we had one guy brought some some proxy stuff that I allowed for the event um because we just can't get it or we right. can't get it at an affordable price obviously there's that question of 3d printing you know i do know people that are are 3d printers that can the stuff out there but obviously i know that's kind of the crux behind the 350s we want to try and make this an official format if if you're going to go for it you kind of 
sort of that 3D printing is a bit right. of a grey area, isn't it? You know, because at it, the end of the day, it's copyright infringement. It's always infringement. been it's always been a a line that we have tried to walk. Um, the reason we put the 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 heavy hand on the 3D print is is we want to try to abide by Catalyst Game Labs, Catalyst Demo Team. We want to try to abide by their rules as close as we can. Yeah. Um, that's why we we kind of have a, a casual and a premiere split there. Uh, the casual, we've let some things go by um, just because, yeah, sometimes it is really hard. Like for you guys up there, I I would 100% make concessions as a TO. Be like, hey, man, that's fine. You know, if this looks like battle armor and you got it on the table, did I mean, if you 3D printed it, it's when you get into the premiere tournaments, that's where it's like, okay, you know, we really want to make this as a as a headline for Catalyst Game Labs and they really don't like 3D prints. But as the casual side, it's like, okay, we we get it. You know, not everybody can get everything. So that's why we 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 made the effort to make a casual and a and a premier side of the tournament for me. Yeah. What are what are some of the craziest uh, proximities you've proxies you've seen right. so far? We've we've had some ourselves that were Lego. <laughs> Lego made. We quite quite so. Um, off we haven't quite got micro machine, but what what kinds of things have you seen? Um, well, one of my friends up country um, that I grew up with, and we played Warhammer Rogue Trader in 1988. You know, he he's got back into BattleTech through me. Like, you know, I said, "Hey, dude, I'm painting again. Look at this. I'm painting in 20 years." And he nice. he um he got back into it as well, and he's playing with my brother now because they still live up near London. And he he just buys like random World War Two tanks or other six, six mil tanks and stuff and planes and just paints them and then like he just I'm just gonna use these like can't get them easily over here he's you know he's bought official battle mechs and stuff oh, yeah. but all his his tanks and and, and aerospace are all um, that like I say we've got a guy here that uses death ray stuff um, there's a couple of guys that have got some 3D prints um, yeah we've nothing, seen a little bit too of wacky. Not nothing too wacky. Like everyone, no, nobody's using like an acorn or you know. Stick. No, <laughs> we haven't seen that yet. I'm, I'm still waiting for someone to bring something that crazy to like casual, where it's almost accepted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we've not, no. I think everyone's because obviously one of the big games over here is Warhammer. You know, I know it's big oh, yeah. everywhere now. You know, but one of the biggest games, and it's still probably the most popular game in in my area, is Warhammer Forty Thousand. So a lot of people are used to that. What you see is what you get. Real. So that's kind of like transcended across into where people are like, you know, obviously we'll use a a Diewolf as um, ABC or whatever configuration. That's fine. Like, you know, we've not got quite as as, um, fussy as that. Like you must have the correct configuration. Yeah. Um, But like no one's using like, I'm going to use this um, Whitworth as a Timberwolf because I don't have a Timberwolf model. You know, (laughs) we haven't had any of that because I'm quite keen to avoid that because when you're getting people coming to events and coming to, the, the nights that I run um, every fortnight, you want people to be like visual recognition is a thing in this game. It's not classic where it doesn't matter and you can use a cardboard mm. cutout. Like this is visual recognition. Everything's based on LOS. Um, and obviously different makes have different silhouettes and different profiles. So um, we, we kind of, what you see is what you get-ish, if, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, we've had that as far as, well, I've... you know, if I use proxies, what, could, what should I be using? Uh, similar chassis weight, size or profile or at least their performance or something like that yeah, <clears throat> yeah we usually don't get too heavy I've, on casual but 
I've proxied a whole list before, so. Oh, yeah. Very, very used to playing against proxies. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's fine, isn't it? When you're, when you're looking at, like, trying stuff out, try before you buy, you don't, you don't, particularly yep. with, if you're going, like, the importing route for us, it's like, I want to know that I, I like this chassis before I buy it. Or I want to try these vehicles right. before I spend a fortune on them. Because um, the price and the tough supplying and demanding is, it, it makes it even more of a, of a pain or yeah. a concession of, yeah, do, do I really want to use this unit? Do I really want to take the step and actually purchase it? That's it. Absolutely. You know, we, you know, we had big problems um, at the start of this year, like the Alpha Strike Commander's Edition, you could not get in the UK. You just couldn't get it. Wow. it we had to wait for the restock, which was about June, July, somewhere like that. And even things like, you know, a game of Armor Combat, I, I, I luckily got one as when I got back into it, but that was out of stock for ages. We had to wait for a restock. Clan Invasion was readily available, but that was about it, you know. And then the new, newer releases, <clears throat> excuse me, like um, like the Comstar Level 2 with the King Crab and all that in it, like that, that was fine. You could get those because they were new, but you wanted the Command Lance and the Battle Lance, no chance. They just weren't in the UK, and you just had to wait. And we did, and you know, it's all filtered in. We've had the salvage boxes; they were a blast to buy. I, I was really kind of—I don't like random stuff. I don't like CCGs anymore because <laughs> it's dead money. But then there's that thrill of opening that. Oh, am I going to get a? You know, am I going to get a stinger, or am I going to get something? Really ah, bad? another baboon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think I must have opened about four hatchet men. Like, oh. oh, I was like, oh my god, really? Like, there's only, like I've got like a couple that I've painted different skins, but I'm like, I don't want any. I like genuinely that. don't want any more. Hatching, all the man. king's horses and all the king's men. Can I just get a different mech? Yeah, <laughs> totally. I, I, I must have used up all my luck for the last couple of years because all of my uh blind boxes that I got with my Kickstarter was like another Timberwolf, another Timberwolf. I think I had <laughs> eleven or twelve Timberwolves, and I'm just wow. Like, all right, this I thought, is fun. I thought Grendels were the popular one that, out of the salvage boxes. Yeah, they, they were early. Early yeah, on they were. There was a lot of Grendels. But, Remember uh, that whole problem where when are we going to get our star kernel? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, um, you already wasted yours. <laughs> so I want to uh, kind of dive into you ran an event uh, of the 350. and I... <laughs> I just kind of wanted to ask you one: How did you get into the 350? Uh, how did your first? I know I've I'm a subscriber to your YouTube channel, Energon Hustler. Go ahead and subscribe on YouTube, Energon Hustler. Even though uh, I, I believe a reworking is in the in the future, so maybe maybe <laughs> um, the, maybe a, a change of focus. Yes, I just want to know how how did you get into the 350, and then transition all the way to actually running uh your first event right i've played competitive games since playing with MechForce uk in the late 90s i've played magic the gathering i've played transformers tcg i've played x-wing a lot of games have a set of floor rules for pick up and play games and like a standardized point structure and a standardized way of building your lists um, and I was really looking for something like that for Baptist because it just isn't anything. You know, when I got back into it, I got a friend in Wales that I um, chat to, and I was like, what's the standard points value nowadays? He's like, well, I don't know. We just make it up as we go along. We just play whatever we feel like that week. I was like, oh, okay. And that's really challenging when you're trying to get people together as a group. And Battletech is 
definitely not a primary game system within the UK. It's definitely grown in popularity. We've seen people come across from X-Wing. We've seen people come across from Warhammer. They've both had big rule shakeups in the last 12 months. And people have been like, yeah, this, this game's cool. I like big stompy robots and mechs and stuff. You know, I'm going to get into it. Um, it was really challenging to find just a standardized rule set. So I just did some Googling, basically, and I found your rules on Google. And I read them, and I was like, these are great. And I remember we, we sort of touched base a little bit, didn't we, in the early days. I'm like, yep. asking you yep. questions all the time. Um, and At weird hours for some reason. <laughs> I know, I know. It's funny, funny that. that, well, that it's, I, I'd message you, and it'd be my evening, and you'd reply, and it'd be like, oh, I got a message at 3 a.m. like <laughs> I got uh, it, it worked out when I figure out what time frame you are because that's usually when I get into work and you're about like midday. So I was like, that's, yeah. that's the perfect time. <laughs> um, so I know I've just read the rules and I genuinely liked them. I liked how this scenario seemed balanced and well thought out because the ones in the Alpha Strike Commander's Edition, they're fun enough to play, but they're not balanced. There's, there, there's very little balance in that. And, and particularly. I've played with formations, I've played with SPAs, and whilst they're great fun, they can really be abused, and they're not balanced. They should, in my opinion, have a points cost that you pay out of your actual points value rather than being, well, if you take these four four types of mechs, you get um, you know, you get this nuts ability to like reduce your long-range penalties down to, to whatever, or like range master. I'll just turn all my medium-range shots into short range. And what I liked about the 350 rules was they had eliminated some of that what I'd call brokenness. Um, like they're fine for casual games that people have all agreed on. But like, if you want to run something that is balanced and well thought out, you need a concise set of floor rules with clear guidelines of what is, um, you know, the course of play set up. How's the map going to be set up? That's, that, that's not even, do you know what I mean? It's not even covered in, in the book. Really. It's kind of like play some terrain. And if, it's if someone, play, yeah, it is vague. And, and, that's part of the beauty of Battletech and also one of the problems when you try and make something standardized is it's great for fluff. It's great for those thematic games where you are recreating, you know, scenes from the civil war or the dark age or whatever you're doing, you know, um, they're great. And I love that. And I love the fluff of the SPAs and I think they're, they're interesting, but it's just, there's no kind of standardization. So I was reading through the terrain placement. I was like, this is very reminiscent of X-Wing. I think I messaged you and said, you can play X-Wing. And you were like, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Because <laughs> uh, it reminded me of how you place the obstacles in X-Wing. I was like, okay, this is really cool. And the scenario seemed really cool. So we just started playing um, the games, just me and my friend Sam, who um, was on stream, actually, when when you guys tuned in, um, when I was doing my charity thing back in October. Um, we just started playing them, like, because we kind of got used to the AMG scenarios for X-Wing and like, why are they not perfect? They're, they're, they're okay. They're fine. And we, we started to play with the 350 stuff. And, um, sorry, excuse me. Um, we liked how the games played. We liked that there was a time limit, like 80 minutes plus obviously your, your 10 minute setup. I Means you, you've got like on a games evening where like, you know, players turn up at six and the shops shots at 10. So you need to be packing away about half nine. It gives you a chance to get two games in. Yep. Um, it was every, it was ticking all the boxes. And then I was like, error and faction. Brilliant. Um, because it's very easy in battle tech to just play whatever the hell you like, <laughs> whatever make you want. Um, 
and and that's fine. Obviously, there's a lot of salvage in the universe and in the law, like you know, like you know, I'm sure Clan Wolf have got access to several Black Lanterns in in their in their forces because they've scrapped with the Falcon so many times. But you know, like having that error and faction breakdown and and having like rules to build your army to rather than just build. I'm going to build the most min max list I possibly can and just go and wreck house. You're like, actually, I've got to work within what's available to my faction there um you know the event we just did was a, a clan invasion 350 and it was a blast like picking those old chassis um that maybe you know so particularly some some of the some of them are like particularly in sphere stuff some of them's just garbage but like that's what my <laughs> faction's got that's what i've got and that's how yeah. it was for the sphere and it felt on point you know and i think that's I'm gonna for me, take, that was... i'm gonna take my garbage can i'm gonna kick the shit out of somebody <laughs> 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 that's exactly how how it felt for us it was just, it was just fun you know it was thematic it had that fluff that lore and i've got a bunch of guys that i've been gaming with for a while now i've been playing like marvel champions and uh dice throne and some other like just like card and board games i'm like guys check out this this mech game i play it's really cool and i've just sucked um <laughs> several of my 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 gaming crew in and i've also met other pay- people um that we've we've got people that have traveled like an hour and a half to come on a friday evening for two hours because there is no scene in the southwest you know the nearest place we've got is bristol which is a good couple of hours away um sort of like sort of like any sort of like major established the stuff in wales london obviously there's there's community up there but like down the southwest there just wasn't anything so we, we've got people traveling from quite far away and met loads of really cool guys um and if we all turned up on the same evening, it's probably between 12 and 15 players that I know of in, in this region, um, oh, which is great. That's a great, um, that's a great community. I was just looking yeah. at our distance here. We're we, across the pond. We're at 4,099 miles. So that's kind of fun talking to somebody. That Anything under 5,000 I can make. Well, uh, <laughs> we could do some double jumps, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to go recharge the jump ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we we completely view geography totally different to how you guys are in the but, states. I mean, when I was last in the states, I was in California. I was like, oh, we'll just drive to drive to wherever we're going. And my mate, who, my buddy who lived in in Norco, just outside of LA, is like, dude, you know that's like a two day drive. I was like, what? <laughs> it's not that far on the map. Let's whip out the map here. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have a different take on it, but no, it's great to see people coming to our club. I'm yeah, learning awesome. the game. I, I've had uh, last week. We had two new players. Uh, one guy has just literally bought the beginning game. Is like, I'm really interested in this, but this seems a little bit heavy. Um, is there like a more like tabletop friendly? And we've we've got him and his friend involved, and they've, you know, they're going to come back for more and, and learn the game. And 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 that's what I like about Alpha Strike. Is it accessible? It's it's a great intro to the universe, I think, and it plays you know i mean you guys know you play it all the time it plays like classic but without the erroneous like heavy detail and i love it um so you know 350 is just it was a natural progression for us yeah we we've always likened um we always had the conversation would you for a new player would you introduce them to alpha strike and then let them lead them to classic or classic and then to alpha strike and i think we all kind of said get them into alpha strike Yep. You know, the 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 two hit numbers, all that stuff is easier. You're not marking off, you know, all of the armor plates and then 37 if they, pips. If they like <laughs> it, you know, 
and they want to get more in depth, then classic is is definitely the way to go. Whereas if you go from classic to alpha strike, I feel like people will stuck. think it's it's watered down. Yeah. And, and See, so, I, that was my my take on it when I when I looked into it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be any good. It looks a bit rubbish. <laughs> um, it, it does. On the, on the onset, it, it does look like, like dog crap. Like a, kid's game, like a kid's version of, of Battletech is, yeah, is what it looks that. like. But when you start playing, it's got that visceralness as well. I think that's what, uh, you know, I've played 40K. And that's always been like 3D terrain. And, and yeah, Battletech on the, on the hex map's fun. But like when you get your mechs up, and I bought a load of 3D printed terrain that I paint up for the channel and stuff like that. And, like you, yeah, it's just got that vis visceralness, that that classic. I know you can play classic three D train, but see, that's even more of a a mind bending session than than I'd want it to be with, with, with my your, limited game time. Your three D terrain is excellent, by the way. That's you oh, got some you. really really good pieces there. So thank you. Uh, big shout out to um, I, I think this is it Steel Warrior Studio stuff, but the, the guy that bought them off is a guy called um, Dave from Mighty Minis. Uh, .co.uk, who, who's got the license to do their stuff here in the UK. Um, oh, perfect. Which is, and uh, it's good stuff. It looks, it looks the business, and um, yeah, it just looks nice. And it's, it's been great to get that. And I just think when you start playing, you, talk, you know, the one thing that we, we pretty quickly cottoned onto is like multiple attack rolls are way better than like one attack roll and do maximum damage sort of thing, you know. Um, and you start doing that, and it just feels like classic, but without that erroneous heaviness. Yeah. Um, and mo like I like it when a me you can take down a mech in what two rounds of fire, and yeah. you know, like an assault mech, right? Like that take you yeah. two days um, in classic. Yeah. So um, it, I've introduced most of my crew are Alpha Strike players. Um, I've got a couple that have prefer classic; they prefer that heavy detail, but. Um, they still play Alpha Strike because that's easy to play on a Friday evening when you've only got like three hours gaming time. So, yeah, now yeah, is, it, is it really coming into play with the amount of time you need after you know a work day and you have to come in, or if it's a weekend? It really comes into play where you got to meet that time block. Yeah, yeah, totally, and it's it is it is good that it's a quick game, and that's kind of what drew me to it. And, and obviously, three fifty, it was that standardization and that was exactly what i was looking for so that's why we've adopted it and we've several games under our belt now um we've done a little a tournament um we're hoping to we're doing another one in march i think we're gonna do that so i do like a battle tech day at the store every other month and we're gonna do like a casual day where people can come and play what they want um, if they want to play classic, that's cool. If they want to play Alpha Strike, that's cool. If they want to play 350, that's great. But if they don't, then that's also cool. You know, me and my buddy are going to do a thousand point game in January, which is going to be mental. That's going to be crazy. Wow. I think, I think my brain's going to fall out <laughs> halfway through trying to keep track of what, what but we, we, you know, we, we're going to be using the initiative deck and like, you know, fly the different formations and oh, stuff because sure. um, that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, our next 350 is going to be much. I'm hoping to grow that from where we had in november um which was a it was a successful event it it went well um you know how many how many did you have show up we we had five on the day unfortunately three people cancelled that week which was a shame but you've got to run with that haven't you, you just got yeah. roll with the punches and we had buys which isn't great but you know it was more like this is a free to enter tournament obviously um wolfnet are sending some stuff to us and um, there will be participation prizes 
and you know um, the winner will get some you know some bling in second place and, and that sort of thing and it was good um one thing i noticed for our event and particularly like going back to the supply um issues that we have here in the uk is three of the lists were almost identical and one of those was mine um that in, <laughs> in fact it was seven omnimex and two stands of elementals in the 350 and then there was variation within the battle mechs but like i think everyone had a fire moth because that's just really yeah. nuts for, for charging across the board and everyone had those two stands of elementals for bunkers because shooting a bunker door for 20 points of damage sounds like it's easy but like you're not shooting at enemy mechs then and it's much easier to throw your infantry in isn't it and and mm -hmm. blow up the bunker from the inside um so i kind of warped the format a little and we we had one Innisfear player and then we had one combined arms guy who's the guy that bought the the death ray stuff from that um that were kind of mixed in a sphere he was mixing a sphere clan he's wolf's dragoons and um we had uh the other chap was playing in a sphere and he said at the end of the event and after the event like he just felt a bit marginalized playing in a sphere like it was the wrong choice on the day because the the missions that we had we had capture the flag we had hold the line and we had bunkers and the bunkers he said he just wasn't in the game fast and it was quite kind of, yeah fast and you, you need you need that battle armor you need, or infantry to sort of get in in the yep. bunkers and he and he really struggled like i i remember his bushwhacker was shooting at a bunker door for three turns while i my elementals went in blew up two bunkers on his um flanks and then my Omnimex were just tearing his inner sphere to pieces. I mean, yeah. like, like it was, it was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a fun day for him. So, you know, we've made the decision here in the UK until the catalyst range is fully available, and, and you know, battle armor and infantry and that are affordably available within the UK. We've actually taken, unfortunately, one of my favorite scenarios, but we're not going to be running bunkers in our events, um, which is sad. But I think it was to, to encourage but people. That's okay. Yeah, I think it's, it just allows people, all all people, if they want to just solely stick to an sphere, which we have got some players that are like staunch in a sphere, you know, you can just bring what is available from the catalyst range, and I feel battlemates can win every other scenario without that grind of having to shoot a bunker door for twenty. No, that decision makes absolute sense because if your if your audience cannot bring that at all, it makes it a really tough, sometimes negative play experience where. Only if somebody else has um, that supply chain that can bring it in. And yeah. that makes sense. And maybe when it filters a little bit more and there's more time to get some in, maybe that can change. Well, that's it. And, you know, we, we had this discussion around um, 3D prints and that. And I'm, I, I have no problem with them, like you said, on, the, on a casual level. That's fine. Um, but one thing I want to stress with the guys is... Um, you know, ideally, what we'd like to see, and I think this this is, you know, I, I hope you don't mind me including you in this, is we'd like to see an official tournament floor rules um, that are official, quote unquote, um, because I'm very mindful of the 3D prints, obviously copyright infringement, and some of the guys, well, I just print infantry. I'm like, yeah, but that's fine, but if you end up with official events with official prize support like like x-wing does like the pilot cards and the upgrade cards you know if catalysts are going to be releasing like you know named battle mechs you know like you know obviously natasha kerensky or victor or whatever like they're not going to want to see 3d print proxies on the board yeah. so um 
Yep. You know, I know we've got the Kickstarter next year. That's great. We're gonna get some vehicles. That's magic. Yes. But yes, that's like, armor. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's gonna be a, a while though, isn't it? It's I gonna be a while. It's yeah, and... they're just announcing again in March, so it'll probably be. I, well, I will say they do have. A, they are a lot further along with the mex uh, the mercenaries Kickstarter than they were with the clan invasion. That's cool. So I don't know if it's gonna be that big of a turnaround, but. Uh, At least they're I, learning from some of those issues. They they 100% are learning from every Kickstarter they've done. So it it is encouraging to see. They have a lot of, I think a lot of the models are final production, almost ready kind of a thing. So before then, I think all we had was 3D renderings of the of the clan invasion when they mm. announced. So this this is a big leap forward for them. Uh, but yeah, there's Inner Sphere Battle Armor in the Mercenaries Kickstarter, I believe. That's excellent. Um, I think there's, I can't, I can never remember how many <laughs> vehicles. I think there's 13 vehicles that are going to be yeah. in there. So and there's VTOLs as well, isn't there? There's warriors. Yep, there's there's warriors and rippers. Uh, maybe just war. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's going to uh, be exciting, nonetheless. But it's be great. You know, we're all going to throw all of our money out next year so <laughs> yeah it's i think and they're going to do well <laughs> yeah i i 100 um I'm, I'm psyched for it um but yeah that's kind of like how we started doing the 350 and, and our first event but it was um it was interesting to see the guys like work so hard on the on the paint because it obviously in in the you know recommends like at least three colors and that that's something i'm keen to i wouldn't say like i, I come down real hard on players i'm like you know you, you know, if you really don't have time to paint everything, that's fine. Um, but ideally, we'd like you to to have them painted in these three colors. But everyone pulled out all the stops. Everyone's armies look magic. You know, they look really, really tip top. Um, really proud. And we've got guys that have never painted before, and they achieve really good results using. That's awesome. You know, paints that, that we didn't have back in the day. You know, these these yeah. contrast paints. You know, they're they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty it's good. Cheating. It's straight up cheating. Contrast paints are cheating. <laughs> it is. I'm old school, so I paint the old fashioned way, the hard way. Um, but for these guys that are just starting out, they're great. You know, they're really, really handy. Um, and, you know, a big thank you to all the guys that did come to, to the event. I know some of them listened to the podcast. Um, you know, it, it was great to see those fully painted armies on the board, duking it out. Um, and we're just hoping to grow that bigger and better as, as, as the, the 2023 goes on. I think that's one of our biggest surprises we've had uh, since we started doing this is even casual tournaments. I mean, there are paint jobs that are just blowing us away. They are amazing. And it's like a casual tournament. And they're like, well, I wanted a painted army. I'm like, that's great. Um, I found a, I found a little phone app. That's uh, the shame bell from uh, <laughs> uh, game of Thrones. So uh, I, I usually have that on uh, for casual events when the gray shame shows up. So <laughs> that was so funny when we did that um, charity episode and you, you were watching, and then like Sam had literally just turned up with his brand. He'd literally bought them the day before the, the gray shame. And we'd never heard, we'd never heard that term. And it was perfect. And it has stuck. Shame. Has stuck. shame. Uh, that, that was a lot of fun watching you guys. Uh, yeah. Sam, uh, Sam has uh, some good stuff there. Uh, it's, it's going really well um no we're we're really excited uh especially when you read i mean you you and i have been going back and forth for quite a while um it's it's excellent that uh it's it's going beyond our 
United States borders. And especially when you started streaming, uh, that was, that was just fun. Like I'm usually on the streaming side, so I never get to watch the games live. Uh, that was always my big thing with X-Wing is I, I loved watching, like a lot of people say, what's, what's the fun of watching a board game on YouTube? And I was like, well, I know what's oh. going on. So the anticipation of where is he going to move? I think he should move over here, you know, this and that. And then the dice rolls. And it's it's definitely something that's more fun watching live and being able to you know, interact with the chat. Um, like I said, you were paying attention to the chat. So it's really fun that I could type something and then, you know, 30, 40 seconds later, you'd, you'd uh, respond. Yeah. And, and and that's a lot of fun. That That's what I get out of it. And you guys have done a great job. Um, oh, thank you. With, thank you. Again, your your terrain and stuff is just amazing. You've got that mech hangar and uh, a bunch of buildings that just look, I mean, you can tell somebody, somebody took, I think, did you paint them or? I did. They, that's yeah. that's my work, yeah. Like You, you definitely took some took some time to to make sure they looked fantastic and and they hours <laughs> hours and hours and hours thank <laughs> you um yeah like i'm because they were for the channel and i knew i'd gonna i was gonna be recording battle tech stuff for the channel i obviously went the extra mile um, but i'm quite a fussy painter anyway i'm like quite fiddly and like i do a lot of, like i probably spend about four to five hours per model and i just i don't know i i can't do that like one of my friends he's like quick tabletop he'll bash out a mech in 30 minutes i'll be like how do you do that i'm like just just, just do it quick i'm like i can't <laughs> i want to do it the old way yeah no i agree uh we are in the process of uh painting up 16 boards for lvo uh we've got most wow. of them done and and our resident uh to to uh andrew has been uh doing well beyond his uh uh, uh expected level uh going to the nth degree and he graciously bequeathed a couple of boards to us here in, in iowa and i think we're doing okay andrew what do you think i don't know all i've seen is prime stuff and in, in <laughs> one 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 test unit so one, it, it worked my wife uh gave her little input there uh she said all the moon rocks needed a little blue to it and <laughs> as, I had my, as i had my foot in the gas pedal on the way home i shooting myself that i didn't stop over before i left to take a look at it oh well it it looks pretty good it it will uh like i said it'll pass it'll pass i, I, put, it, I put it i put it on the map i says honey what do you think she goes blue it needs blue the map has blue in it i'm like it's a gray map where are you seeing blue and then it's like okay and i threw some blue wash on it and then re-highlighted it and i'm like god dang it I gotta she's tell right. her she's right again. That <laughs> <laughs> a boy. Um, so joining us now, Andrew, uh, on the road again, Minnow Krill. Good afternoon, evening, David. Thank you for thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Sorry, well, I was on, I thought we were doing it at three, so my bad. <laughs> it's all good. Thank you for having me on. Like uh, um, it's a pleasure to be here. David, uh do Obviously, you ran the tournament. Did you uh, did you run into any like to problems or or questions and stuff like that? I mean, I know it was a smaller scale tournament, but uh, we always we always want to hear from people that are actually running the events uh, if they had any input or or things that that you noticed uh, that we might not in our in our experience. No, not really. Like I, you know, there's a couple of rulings we got wrong certainly around VTOLs. I think we discussed that after the event that. Um, because I had so much to remember on the day, 
like I'd reread like the retail section, but I hadn't like clocked that you don't add on the inches horizontal and vertical. Um, because the guy that was using retails was able to get some crazy range control. Um, but we fixed that for the next event and we've clarified that. Um, so that's mainly on me for not pulling my finger out and reading it properly. Um, but no, like the big, biggest issue I had as the TO is Cryodex won't work on my laptop. It just won't have it. I just don't matter what I do. It just doesn't do it. So I've been, I used um, Best Coast Pairings, which I know some of the X-Wing events have been using and Warhammer. But I had to kind of like do a, like a custom one on there. So getting the strength of schedule and all that right wasn't 100% perfect, but for a small casual event where there was no real big stakes on the line, it wasn't too bad. Um, but from like a perspective of the actual 350 rule set, no, it went really smoothly. Everyone, everyone get, you know, I'm very keen to give access to the materials that are needed for an event. So if people didn't have the PDF, I made sure I'd signposted them to it. And then they had the ability to read it all um, well in advance and, and know what the missions were. I tried to get the local player base to play some of the missions with me before they went to the event to kind of rest their mind at ease because it is it is different to just let's kill each other, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the objective side of the thing, a lot of players aren't used to that, or at least lots, a lot of new players aren't used to it. Where you mean? scoring objectives over just destroying the other army is sometimes a, a you know a foreign thought to them and we're saying we tried to wrap it into real life you know like hey in order for your army or whatever you're you're the offshoot of this army in order for them to complete the war you got to do these things and not just kill everybody and and it's it's been a a good a good exercise in switching people over to thinking differently about st- tactics and strategy. Hundred percent agree. Which is like our whole goal. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Like the guys have really taken to the format really well. <clears throat> One of the guys followed you already, um, so he was familiar. He watched you, you watch your Thursday nights and stuff. Um, so he knew about um, the format, and obviously the. The thing I like is like that sort of having to build a well-rounded unit. You can't just take four beefcake, you know, high armor guys because they're not going to they're not going to complete some of those objectives. You need to have a nice, varied, balanced list. So it was kind of getting that around to the players was good. But I did try, like I say, to get them to play a few games beforehand, make sure everyone was happy, um, and everyone loved it. You know, everyone had a good day. Um, and it was fun. It was just more fun just to see people playing Battletech, um, which 12 months ago was me and my mate in my front room, you know, like playing on the dining table. So it's good. I think, good. I think mentioning the dining room table is an excellent call sign for Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> David Beefcake Cook. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Oh, now, did you have... Did you have did you have an actual favorite mech yet? So, my favorite Inner Sphere chassis is the Warhammer. Always has been, probably always will. I lo- I just love, I-, I know it's a stolen design and all that, but <laughs> I just love it. I love how it looks. Um, but I have lots of favorite mechs from different time zones and for different reasons. You know, I, play, I played Mech Warriors 2, 3, and 4. 
and I play them a lot. So I like things like the Sunder. I'd love a plastic Sunder. Like I'd love that. I'd love that. That was one of my favorite mechs in Mech Warrior Three, I think it was Pirates Moon. Oh yeah. Film. So absolutely. Um, clan mechs. I really like the Fenris. Uh, Ice Ferret. I love that chassis. I like the the Viper. I, I like fast stuff that can hit hard and then strike and fade. Um, but I also like Direwolf, Warhawk. I think Warhawk's probably my favorite clan assault. But the new the new sculpts as well. So going from the old Ralpatha metals in the late nineties, which were not the best, <laughs> you know. Like looking at them now, I'm like, oh, they're ugly. But that's you know, they, being, that, that, that's, that's being really kind, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. based on what we got now, that I mean, it's such a night and day difference. That that's, I know that's being very kind. <laughs> one of, one of my friends placed an order with Ralph Parfer, and he brought brought some of his purchase around. He brought the old Grizzly model. I was like, ugh, like, that is that is just nasty. Like I don't remember this figure being this bad. Um, but you know, um, I think some of the new sculpts have made me appreciate different chassis that I maybe didn't like as much before. You know, the Enforcer. I really like the new sculpt for that. Um, I'm looking forward to getting some more of them. Yeah, the I've I've had a lot more appreciation for mechs that I used to hate because they just were like the worst models ever. And like the Hunchback. They, the Hunchback, but I mean, the Assassin, the new Assassin. I love the new Assassin model. It actually um, looks like it doesn't have a top cockpit. Exactly. <laughs> the the Jenner used to be the dumbest looking mech I've ever seen, but the new model looks fantastic. Yeah. Agreed. I really like the new Jenner as well. I that thought the Wolfhound got dressed up really, really well as well as t- too. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's my favorite light mech. Yeah, the whole time. Time. yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, like that's when they did the pre, but that's the in fact, that's one of the only things I did import from the US was the uh premium grinner because I was like, I need that, I need that in my life. That was like 50 <laughs> pounds. Check my oh, <laughs> the, the phantom why. needs to change. We all we all agree to that, right? Yeah, the, the phantom needed slimmer it. down. Yeah, so well, we, down. we get the pouncer, aren't we? We get the pouncer when the pouncer's out. Um, it's out here in the UK next week. Uh, Alpha Strike Box lands here, yep. finally. So we've got yep. a Pouncer. Yeah, Phantom needs a new sculpt, definitely. Yeah, um, that Pouncer looks really good nowadays. I'm, yeah. I'm really happy with how they did that one. So, yeah. It's it's good times. That like I don't know, like, other <laughs> chassis? I don't know. Like, I, like, I like, there's so many I like. I couldn't really say a favorite. I like the Night Sky. I used to have a big thing for the Berserker back in the day, like just going hitting people in classic for 20 with its axe, but you know, who knows? Just just keep it coming. Catalyst. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, you ain't kidding there. Yeah. I'll say I'll second that. (laughs) You excited for the Kickstarter? Definitely. We were just talking about that just, just before you came on. Um, yeah. Like, I think, I think it's gonna be good for the UK as well. Like having, uh, access to affordable, um, vehicles and infantry models like the battle armor and the, the helicopters and stuff because we were talking earlier and it's just so expensive to import from iron winds it's just like it's not it's not financially viable for me it's like way out over my budget sort of thing 
Um, hey, we uh, oh. we had a we had a conversation with some of the powers that be Tuesday night, Aaron, and yeah. um, we kind of got on to some of the things of that, and we brought up you specifically in another cat that we've been talking to out of Germany that has made many comments about just how expensive it is to get a hold of um, product. And yeah, it really is. It's crazy. It's they they're hearing. And there's changes afoot, so um, keep your ear, keep your ears open. There's 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 changes afoot. So brilliant. <clears throat> uh, one one question I did uh, also want to bring up was: um, Did you have? I, we know we keep hearing over here about the European Championships. Which is a very uh, that's a battle to, the BattleTech European Championship. Yeah. Have you had any experience with that or not in modern times? I played I played at the UK Championship for Classic. It was just it was it was just BattleTech then. There was no Classic. Um, we I played I, I came God third I think at the UK Championship, which was held near London. Wow. Uh, a long, long, long time ago um, by some guys that sadly either are no longer here or, or are fallen out of touch with. Um, I, I know Mechforce UK dissolved a few years back, well, you know, decades ago now, really. Um, but no, like, I know that the guys were hoping, like, so big shout out to the, the guys from the Baltic UK page. Like, there's a thriving community there. And I know that um, a chap called Stuart was like looking to do like UK championships and stuff again. And they tried to do an alpha strike thing this year. And unfortunately there wasn't the uptake for it, which is why I'm so keen to raise the profile as much as I can here in the Southwest and also via my YouTube channel, which we are going to be renaming and going to be focusing on alpha strike because, um, they just need to get the word out there. I think within the UK, it's a funny, funny place for gaming because like Warhammer really overrides everything here. Like it's either Sigma, 40k, or then there's a like you know Marvel Crisis Protocol and Star Wars X-wing are like the big games that like tabletops that people play. And then you've got like BattleTech, Infinity, and Bolt Action, and like Flames of War and that sort of thing, which kind of very more like niche markets that is harder to gain traction with. Well, that's that's one of our big hopes by going to LVO this year is because LVO is very Warhammer, it's very X-Wing, and in our mind, in our opinion, that Battletech was very hard to gain a foothold because it just doesn't look as appealing as the other games with your paper mats, and then you have the miniatures, but everything's a paper mat or it's 2D, and we're hoping... By bringing a 3D terrain, uh, hexless, you know, uh, experience to LVO that, because everybody's heard of BattleTech, everybody's played BattleTech once or twice, and we're hoping that when casual players walk by, they're like, "This is BattleTech. This isn't BattleTech. <laughs> Where's your paper mats?" And we're like, "Well, this is BattleTech now." So we're hoping to kind of compete with Warhammer and X-wing and all those other, you know tabletop miniature games by bringing a very 3d and you know quote-unquote pretty looking uh, environment to it so mm. um, well, we, I mean, we have was, people coming sorry that was that was a goal that we had at 350 was to be able to compete with all the games you just listed off so uh, 
Oh, I'll ask that. Your opinion. Um, we hit the mark. We close. Need work. I, I, I personally love the format. I, w- I wouldn't support something I wasn't like happy to play. Um, I think my community has embraced it wholeheartedly, and that's kind of like the de facto what we play. There are a couple of guys that it's not for them. They're not into as soon as you say like tournament or tournament format that can kind of like cause some players to step back but it's been very much in the minority most of our players are embracing it wholeheartedly um yeah i think it's a great rule set i I said this earlier you know like it's good like it needs standardization we needed something that had like a standard points value like force construction rules Decent balance scenarios, and I think you're ticking all those boxes. And it shows the work that you guys have put in. I wouldn't, I wouldn't adopt it if I thought it was bad. You know, just uh, we've. I have a lot of that here too. Um, Minneapolis, we've got. It's really odd, right? So you know, we've been doing this a little while, and I've kind of traveled a lot of the Midwest, <clears throat> and you know, we've got some diehard, you know, there's two camps and there's diehard people in one camp. And then there's, you know, diehard people in the other camp. And there's very few that, that cross streams, if you will. And that seems to be the sentiment. A lot of those that play classic is don't bring that tournament bullshit to my game. Yeah. And in a certain respect, I totally understand what, they're saying I, I i do i get that sentiment i do understand why they would be saying that at the same time though one of the things that we've tried to be very careful of or you know with the resurgence that battletech has had you know like aaron said battletech's been around forever if you've been a gamer for 15 years maybe 10 years well 15 years you've heard of battletech and quite possibly at least played one game right yeah, or played the um, hairbrained PC game, or, or it, yeah, or, or something. You, you know, it, you've it's been a universe, in the universe somehow, right? Yeah. And most of those gamers are, you know, either coming from 40k, Age of Sigmar, um, you know, all the games, Legion, X-wing. They we needed that fast-paced, um, be able to finish a game in a relatively short time of two hours or less. Just because, you know, <laughs> we've been doing this for so long now that you know, we're so used to an hour and a half really being a game that when we do switch back and start trying to do classic, it slogs so bad that you kind of yeah. lose lose interest so fast. And I mean, it's it's still enjoyable. It's just so long to get through. Well, it's grindy, isn't it? It's just a grind. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, we just got home, and my house is forty degrees. My Ooh. furnace isn't working, so I'm Ooh. trying to get a fire started while we're while we're talking. So. <laughs> yeah, <also. laughs> um, yeah, we 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 found like you know sort of saying about like the prettiness and like the three D terrain, and obviously I've taken my terrain to the store because um, a it's the right scale, and b I've put a lot of work into making it look nice, and we do get. Marvel Crisis Protocol or Sigma players or 40k or whatever like what are you playing? Oh Battletech. No. And like you say they're, they're like where's <laughs> like isn't it on hexes and stuff not this version. And I've had like people that have played Battletech 
20 odd years ago like oh i've still got some more stuff i'm like dig it out man like you can get all of these record cards like the alpha strike cards on mul all free you can just need to print uh just print them off you know um and it it, it, we are, like I say, alluded to this earlier, we're getting people interested, we're getting new people. I think one of the biggest selling points for Battletech as a tabletop game is its entry price is considerably lower. Yeah. And that is, but I've managed to, like, so, like, guys, you only need to buy, like, a Lance or a Star Box or a couple of them or buy the Game of Armor Combat or the Clan Invasion Box, and there you go. You're set. We can play... We can play 200 points, get used to the, the the rule set, and then like when you've got a bit more time to invest and get more stuff painted, then we can like I'll show you this really cool format that I play 350, and that's how Sam came into it because he was like, I want something that's pick up and play and not expensive. I was like, play this with me, and that's there we are. He's now got um his own stuff, so yeah. it worked. And that, that BattleTech BattleTech Alpha Strike box again is gonna be hands down the best product you could buy for the money i mean 20 what is it 13 battle mechs 13 yeah. mechs 13 mechs uh it, the terrain alone is probably worth worth it. it's got great buildings uh great rules for the the pop-up trees and stuff like that it's they really went above and beyond on the BattleTech Alpha Strike box set, and I can't wait for you guys to get your hands on it. So yeah, I've I've asked for it for Christmas, so I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to the store on Friday um, to to buy some because my wife's a gamer as well. I'm very lucky, Claire, my wife. Oh, um, um, she she she's even nice. played BattleTech with me. She played you, Classic back in the day. So you lucky, um, lucky. dog. Oh, you are way a step ahead of all of us. Jeez. She's um, a keeper. She is. No, but we play a lot of like, um, she likes Arkham, like all the, the Lovecrafting and stuff oh, that FFT sure. do. So okay. Like, okay. we play a lot of that, uh, Marvel Champions and stuff. But um, she's played Alpha Strike with me. She's even played a 350 game with me and she liked it. So if you can get my wife interested, that's a good, good, good thumbs up there. Um, Hold the door. We did it. <laughs> you did it. You, you got a girl to play. <laughs> um, no, it's um, you know, which we, well, I'm going to store on Friday. I cannot wait for Christmas Day when my kids have like playing with all their new toys and my son's on his on his his um new Sonic game or whatever. Well, he's asleep, hopefully. Um, um, yeah, I can't. I can't wait. I think I think it's what we needed. We we discussed this actually when we were on stream, didn't we, Aaron? Mm -hmm. We were saying like it's needed. Yep. Like it's a entry. It's a Every game needs like a core product, and Alpha Strike didn't have one, and it does now. So it that's great. This is absolutely that core product. That that is that is very true. Because I mean, you can uh, again throw some standy uh, infantry guys in there and some transports, and you got a three fifty. I mean, yeah, you you can get totally. three hundred fifty points out of a star of mechs and some battle armor and and some vehicles. And like I said, you brought it up. Practice with whatever you need to get a get a hex, put whatever you need to on it, play with it with the because you get the card from the MUL. If yeah. you like it, then obviously then you're like, okay, I'm going to commit money to this and do this and and um, but that's that's the greatest thing about Alpha Strike is you just kind of you can put a standee anything in there as long as it's somewhat the size. That's um, it, and it's great. So. Well, that's that's awesome. I hope you have a really good Christmas. Cause, uh... and, and same to you. <laughs> same to you all. Dave, it's been a great time talking to you. We appreciate your time and uh, hopefully see you 
or hear about more of your accolades in the future. Like yeah, you, got any, you got any plans coming to the States? You're going to come play Gen Con? I'd love to. I, I have two small humans that are young and, and money. <laughs> Me too. And it's, it's like, to be fair, like I last time I was in the States was when I was 30 and that is 16 years ago. I'd love to come back. I have friends through gaming all over the world and I'd love to come over and play in a big tournament. I'd absolutely love to. Um, it's just whether that's like logistically possible. I don't know. Um, but I'm very keen to grow the UK scene and, and you guys will hear from, from us in, 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 in due course. You know, there's one thing I sort of wanted to touch on about Alpha Strike just before, before we sign off was, is there any plans to make Probe and Recon like relevant in regular play? Because that's what all my players are asking for. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, we've kicked around some ideas. <laughs> um, you, you want me to can i go into it or do you want to well the trick yeah we'll go let's just go into it why not so one of the things that we've been kicking around and again kicking around means these are thoughts that we've kicked back and forth to each other and we really haven't play tested this yet but one of the thoughts that we had for probe and recon was to give a bonus to the terrain roll interesting because terrain is is a, a fairly significant piece to the game. I mean, it's it's a unique thing, I think, for what we're doing is that every board is different every single time. If yeah. you had probe and recon, right, a certain number would get you a plus one or a plus two to your terrain roll. Um, that's an idea that we've kicked around. Oh, have you guys, had, did you guys have a conversation? So many, so many yeah. ideas. I mean, we've even had... I think we've kicked around, and again, this is all just internal spitball and stuff, because we, we've discussed it. Like, we're trying to incorporate as much as we can, because for one, you pay for Probe, you pay for Recon, you pay for MHQ in the PV cost of your Mac. And yeah, we've, we've done that. I think we, but one of the big things is um, it's really hard for us to do for what the game says it can do, probe and recon, scanning, um, adding to battlefield intelligence, all this other stuff. Uh, there's their diameter so big, strange <laughs> way. Yeah, it's the diameter so big based on the table that we have. And again, you know, the table was decided on because of tournament space. You know, space at big conventions, time. You know, we took a lot of that into factors, but then. When you start talking about long toms and you start talking about probe and, and angel in the diameter that is, it's the other thing we thought of, maybe we could come up with a scenario that would require probe to scan. And mm. but the, the the issue there is is that on a 36 by 42 inch map, a 12 inch diameter gets that done pretty quick. So yeah. I, I, you know, maybe, maybe it could be in the scenario, just spitballing that maybe there's electromagnetic interference in the scenario and all scanning radiuses are halved, you know, we could maybe do something like that to, you know, make it work, but yet, um, still get the benefit or the bonus for, for having it, but it's only one scenario, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The hard thing for me recently with the addition of the other three scenarios 
is do I need infantry? Going forward, you know, before it was one in five, right? Was bunkers. Bunkers mm. is the quintessential scenario for needing infantry. Now it's one in eight. Do I spend points in transport and infantry? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, we, we were discussing here in, in Plymouth that maybe recon could like almost like not deep strike as much as you can in 40k, but maybe get like some or you know, sort of deploy a little bit further in than two inches, you know, maybe six, eight inches or something like that. But then obviously you've got to like factor that into like balancing and that as well. Like does that completely tip the balance of scenarios and how they're played? Um, because it well, it could well, you know, if you're if your mislinks can deploy eight inches into the board and then, you know, well, I can actually get to this objective on this turn and score points on turn one um, easily is, is, is a whole other balancing thing. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting for domination, right? If you could get that much further into the table and reach the two back um, objectives yeah. on first turn, that changes that game immensely. <laughs> Absolutely. So it, it's hard, isn't it? Because play playtesting is hard. Um, but thank you guys so much for having me on tonight. It's been an absolute blast. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for joining. Well, no. Sorry you, I was David. late. Um, uh, Matt, you still on? I think he left. <laughs> I was, was going to try to wait and see if he could sign us out. But um, yeah. Uh, again, uh, like I said, just... Uh, to clear up, yeah, we are thinking of a, a lot more stuff than maybe a lot of people are thinking. Uh, we are always looking forward to try to incorporate all this other stuff, but we, our biggest thing was wanted to get a, a, a good foundation, which we think 2.1 is the, the, the foundation we can build upon now. So, um, yeah, all that, all that stuff we are looking into. Uh, there's some stuff that we're way moved down the line and some stuff are a little further up the road. So, um but wanted to thank you for having uh taking the time uh david really glad to hear you guys are are building that community in the uk and uh we're just super ecstatic you guys have adopted the 350 and and like it and are having a good time with it so yeah that's great thank you uh do you have any shout outs uh to local players or anything you want to kind of give a shout out to just a big shout out to all the plymouth crew um not a ring off names, but you're all awesome. Thank you for supporting us and supporting Neutral Ground in Plymouth, um, which is where we hang out. Uh, just a big shout out to everyone within the UK community and wider worldwide on everything Battletech, Battletech UK. Um, this community has surprised me with how welcoming it's been, like across across the entire world. So. I'm I'm pleased to be back in. Like I'm, it's the 31st century, and I'm glad to be back. <laughs> well, um, like I said, uh, one of the big things, not only for you, David, but everybody, uh, our Discord is just a wealth of knowledge for anything BattleTech, um, especially if you're getting into the 350. Uh, any question you could possibly have, however outside of the box it is, <laughs> um, just join the Discord. It, a lot of great guys are on the Discord. Everything. Um, I want to give a shout out to Sam who did a great job streaming on Energon Hustlers. <laughs> Again, uh, if you can't subscribe to Energon Hustlers YouTube page, uh, there are going to be some changes that I think we're going to all love, but, uh, go check them out right now so you can be, uh, up to date on all the news. So, 
Uh, thank you very much, David. Hope you have a Merry Christmas. Uh, hopefully Santa brought you uh, exactly what you wanted. So We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out in seven days. No, thank you, guys. Um, all the best. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to, you. to you. Have a good night. And it looks like there's some new products coming out. Alpha Strike boxes have hit the streets. Did they even survive the week? Ooh. Down they did it right here. I know here in the cities. I know here in the cities they flew off the shelf, but I know that there's still a few around. I think didn't they didn't weren't we told that they did the Alpha Strike box set printing was the largest printing Catalyst has ever done in its history. I'm, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, sure I think that was said. I think that was the case. So <laughs> I think that's hopefully they have through. enough to stay on the shelf for. Uh, there's <laughs> the, they've figured out the number to be able to have uh, 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 stock for six to nine months. A lot of oh, vacations so. going on right now. I stopped by a Barnes and Noble a couple days back, and I didn't see a lot of stock. There was a few left over like two or three of the sets and then like the individual 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 um lance and level twos and stars there was very few left i uh i don't know where i saw it, it was on facebook somewhere some guy wrote up a, a post because uh, i think barnes and noble did like a 50 percent off store wide or something like that and he was like frantically looking for like the end of the aisle where all the Battletech stuff was and it was all gone. And he's like, oh, well, shoot. And then he saw another guy coming in, <laughs> looking in the same place and got frustrated. <laughs> and they just like looked at each other and were like, oh, well. <laughs> he, he said he got mad and stormed off because he was really hoping for some 50% off Battletech. But I didn't see that at all. I was on one of the Facebook pages or something like that. You know, all... 450 Battletech Facebook pages I'm a part of. <laughs> keeps you busy, huh? It keeps me busy, yeah. Keeps me from seeing other Facebook crap, I guess, so that's nice. It was really but, cool to see the new beginner box artwork in person. I oh, got yeah. Got. Seeing that Vindicator on the front, I really yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think Battletech had a pretty good Christmas, uh, I think, because... Between Alpha Bike, Alpha Strike box set and all the other awesome products, I, I like I said, I've I've seen a lot of empty shelves posted uh, around, and uh, I guess it's a good problem to have. I know they're, I think from all the Catalyst people we've had on, they're like frantically trying to make sure that they have stock in. So if there are still Alpha Strike box sets on the shelves, that's that's a good thing because I know. They had to have sold a ton of them in the last two weeks, three weeks. Well, I bought two more. (laughs) (laughs) Is is a shelf starting to sag yet? (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) I bought bought two more. (laughs) I I sat there while the kids were picking out books and the wife was picking out some stuff and like, (sighs) Like, are you ready to go yet, Dad? I'm like, oh, yeah, but I, uh, do I really? Uh, I needed we a, gotta go. I needed, like, another, okay. I needed another pouncer. 
Ah. <laughs> uh, well, you're a, you're about you're going to like you're getting to that point where you have just one single path to your chair and that's about all you're going to have. <laughs> you're going to I mean, I, you're going to force I yourself know. to have to move downstairs. My organizational skills need some work or I just need more <laughs> shelves one or the other. <sighs> Oh, I'm going to totally steal something from like all the other podcasts, but my hobby progress, I redid and reorganized my entire uh, paintings table. So I'm oh, very wow. proud of myself good, for that. Good for you. My uh, my wife made me, but you know, I still did it. <laughs> it counts. It counts. <laughs> it's, it's I got bored, but I'm going to, but I'm going to take credit for it. <laughs> I did it. Sales, it's, it's, it's not a uh, honeydew list. It's a watermelon list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, I, it's amazing how many, like, I, I thought I did so well with, like, putting together all my blisters and then putting them in my little containers and then labeling all my containers. And then all of a sudden I've, like, I found a box of, like, 25 and I'm like, shit. Well, so now I got a, a 25 plus more miniatures to put together. That's a terrible thing to have. To I know. Happen. I know. <laughs> I know I'm in the minority. That's not that many, but still. I reorganized my regular game bag that we've kind of mm. tailored. And so it was flight worthy. You know, you don't want to have any sharp objects or anything. Or, <clears throat> But uh, yeah, I did uh, did have to have the, uh, the the 20 minute inspection of what is in this. Like you're gonna, f- well, well, that's not all. Pay good patron of the TSA. Uh, there you're gonna find a bunch of little miniatures in there. What? Uh, why? Like, because I'm transporting them for fun <laughs> to work on them. So, is there anything dangerous in here? Like, mm, he's like, you're thinking. I'm like, no, there's not. We will. <laughs> we will have to. Uh... About we'll to footnote this for at the end of the show, our our twenty twenty three uh, BattleTech uh, resol or uh, resolutions. Sure. That what? Yeah, that's the word. Twenty twenty three resolutions. Because I was watching Top Gun the other day because I got it as a DVD present. It's awesome. And I got a pretty awesome resolution that I'm going to try to get done this year. Are you going to tell us? I will at the end of the show uh, when we do our re- resolutions. Now we got to wait. We could do resolutions too. Resolutions. That does that word doesn't sound right. Am I right? No, that's yeah, correct. No, you're right. Okay. Here's wow, resolution. Yeah. It just doesn't sound right. Well, because you keep saying and 2023 resolution. resolution. Just that's... new year resolution. New year's just say resolution. new year resolution. And no, because it's gonna be for right. 2023. That could be it. That could be it. That's true. But uh I it was fun having my family sit there waited to, you know, after security, like <laughs> it had to be you. Like, well, you know, they want to spectrometer this playmat because they don't know what it is. Could be a potato. Uh, a potato. <laughs> like, what is this? I'm like, um, it's oh, that's funny. It's awesome. You'll love it. It's but it's California certified. <laughs> I, uh... I found out I love TSA pre-check. Yep. Why? Oh, pre-check. Pre-check. I got gotcha. you. I also Sorry. had that, but they didn't like the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, travel. I bet, it, I bet travel, it looked a little funny in the x-ray machine. <laughs> oh, it was like a jumbled forest of metal. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I watched it, too. I was like, that looks fantastic. That's going to get flagged. <laughs> like, why, why is that guy giggling over there? Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> look, look at this idiot. He doesn't know I'm going to take a whole Alpha Strike box set. <laughs> Sir, we're going to have to confiscate this. Why? Because I don't have one yet. <laughs> <laughs> my new job supplies my, my miniatures from other people. <laughs> but I'm WolfNet. Oh, yeah. Uh, could you sign my Alpha Strike box set that I'm going to steal from you? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but uh, no, fun. you know, it was just dawning on me the other day. I was like, you know, there has not been a new Battletech book out in a while. And then, ta-da, new Battletech book. Which one is it, Aaron? It's by our good friend, uh, uh, Michael, Michael Cerevella. Cerevella. <laughs> Cerevella. It's got a gorgeous front cover. Who did that? It art? does. It does. That the cover is pretty fucking baller. If I mean, I'll I'll, I'll even use the f word on that one. Um, but it is. Um, it looks like it's getting ready for Dominion Divided, uh, the Federal uh, Federated Sons and Draconis Combine uh, book that's coming out. And it's got a sweet Marauder 2 Fed Sons and a Curita Atlas on the cover, duking it out. And, and it's called the Damocles Sanction. The Dom, I, I was going to say, because I was not going to try to pronounce that. <laughs> Damocles? <laughs> Damocles? Damocles. <laughs> Damocles Sanction. We need to do some more of that. What they Annun- said. Annunciation. Annunciation? Annunciation classes. An episode Wait, of you were doing the languages before, remember? I true. And I, I think we should probably do a podcast where it's all of the uh the worlds and the stuff that everybody mispronounces and we just have a, a voting <laughs> Dude, session. We would need to have a lot <laughs> we would need to have a lot of people on the podcast to ensure that we were doing that correctly. No, 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 no. It's just whatever oh, we decide a, will be a, moving forward. Make it a town hall night. Oh no. No 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 no. <laughs> no. no 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 we've uh we're nixing that one. <clears throat> um somebody asked me when you're gonna do the next town hall one, and I was like, probably never. <laughs> that was a mess. Was a oh, I gotta, it was a hot mess. All I gotta say is I, I know it's wrong, but I'm gonna say Davian for the rest of my life. So that's I know it's way, Davian, that's the way we started. Davian, yeah, not Davian. I'm gonna say Davian until till the day I die. I, <laughs> I will too. I will start with Davian. It's like I can't people say the other thing other than Tukiad, and I'm like Tukiad, and I'm like, what is what where's that place? <laughs> That's all right. I think I spell or say everything wrong anyway. I keep yeah, calling Hellions right. Ice Hellions, so I still can't kick that <laughs> habit. That's why people when you say I, I say Massacari wrong. <laughs> when you mention Ice Hellions, well, you, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> That's the best part. Makes our day go by faster. <laughs> Just call it by its so, proper clan name, Warhawk. You don't got to worry about it. Cha-ching! Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Boom. But Which, anyway... Uh, by the way, surprises the hell out of me. I was actually looking at that chassis the other day, and it has disappeared in later, er- later eras and is really only available to the Scorpion faction. What? Scorpion really? Imperial. Yeah, it's literally no... gone. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's no factories. How do, you, how do you let that chassis go into 
go that that, that way. That was a baller assault mech. Have you met the Hellstar? Uh, well, oh. yes, I've met the Hellstar. <laughs> you don't need a Masakari if you have a Hellstar. It's, it's an Omni, right? Oh, I mean, wow. there's flexibility to it. It can carry the creepy little armored elementals that we love so much. Is there like some sort of story about why it goes from Jihad, everyone has it, to Early Republic, nobody has it, except for Escopian there were no, Imperial. There, there were no no inner sphere fact, factories. Yeah, I think the uh, only people who were interested in having an inner sphere factory were the smoke jaguars, so when they got wiped, the interest waned. Anybody else just realized that a Scorpion Imperio sounds like a uh, Harry Potter spell? It'll make you go wander off and look for old things. That's that's what the spell does. (laughs) It's actually a potion. (laughs) An elixir? A Scorpion Imperio. (laughs) That makes sense, especially with their... What is, what is the scorpion elixir they have? The oh, that's right. Ooh, I feel like a I feel like a Hogwarts BattleTech uh, crossover event coming on. And you can send your comments, concerns to. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did find my uh, my aliens that are proper size to uh, do my my diorama for uh, Gen Con this year. I don't think that's what it's going to be, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be yeah, let's well, let's let's talk about upcoming events. Are, well, are we through? Are we through new products? Not I not think, quite well, not I'm, quite yet because I think we should make a I think we should make a clan Goliath Scorpion drink that is pretty close to Necrosia. Oh, you got to include absinthe in it then. Perhaps. You know, <laughs> I know. I know a podcast that specializes in Battletech drinks, and our gracious co-host was on that Battle Battletech podcast recently. So, yeah, well, we should hit up uh, Bourbon and see if he can whip up a uh, Goli- uh, Goliath Scorpion drink of some sort. Concoctions. I think those guys at Valhalla Club. Uh, I think they'd, they'd be all over that. It's got a glow in the dark, though. That's my one. <sighs> Or tell you least... what, tell you what, if it ha- if it can't be toxic, we can add a little bit of uh, neon green uh, chem stick to it. It's, it's just going to taste be... terrible. It's just going <laughs> to taste terrible. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, now we yeah. know why the scorpions are the way they are. The, the Wait, California the... Board of Health has to like have a, a label on it where it may cause you cancer or something like that. <laughs> Oh, uh, but no. Um, Sounds like a Charlie Company Cider Company oh, Club team up. Like <laughs> they it. can figure it out. I like if anybody it. can. <laughs> There's got to be a glow to dark drink mix. Yeah, it was funny because I was listening to the podcast and the and the origin story of Charles being on the podcast uh, came on, and just like him, I was like, I don't even really remember how <laughs> it's been so long ago. I was like, yeah, I think that sounds right. It says if you add vitamin B to a drink, it starts to give it a bluish glow. Ooh. Oh, well, there we go. Easy. Ha! There you just go. Gotta, just got to get me some vitamin B. 
but yeah for for anybody who is trying to avoid me on podcasts this month i'm sorry <laughs> it's gonna be hard you're making I'm the rounds everywhere. are you guys like a bad penny yeah. shows up everywhere <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> But I do agree, it is all Bloodbath's fault. <laughs> Why? You haven't listened to the episode then, have you? <laughs> oh, if, if, if you want to know. Am I, am I mentioned in a negative connotation? <laughs> I wouldn't say negative. Oh, it's sorry. just your fault. <laughs> it's all well, your fault, that's all. Tell you what, I will accept that fault happily. You know why? Because the sevens do that kind of thing. Sevens? Nice, nice. Um, but also shrapnel eleven. We we need to get through the through this section. Shrapnel eleven it. dropped. Like, um, yeah, let's, let's did you guys? Uh, a bit. You guys get a chance to read it? I I I burned through it after re- reading ten. I felt like eleven was easy. Thank God. I <laughs> think, double I think I double got, down to a I half think, serving. I think I got about three quarters of the way through it, and then uh, Damocles came out, and I was like, "Ooh, uh, hey, shit." <laughs> Book fiction, so I I shifted gears on the book. I noticed I noticed eleven didn't have the big fun double issue sticker on it. So, oh, I should have had like a mm, the week, the week um, malnourished sticker. (laughs) Normal size shrapnel. I I I do think though eleven is probably one of the stronger shrapnels in the last few. It it was pretty solid all the way through. A lot of good, lot of good stories. What, what, uh, what characteristics like the, the quality, the development? What, what uh, makes it look uh, better? Um, I, I for, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to form what I want to say. So go ahead. <laughs> I mean, for for me, that the quality of the writing and the stories, um. I, I can't recall off the top of my head specifics, but I do remember when I think of Shrapnel 11 that there were a lot of stories that really sucked me in and were page turners for me. Um, I was I was really impressed with that issue. Nice. Yeah, nope. I think uh, same. Uh, it felt like things were just consistently more character-driven. Um so yeah, I mean that's what sucks me in. So if it's a a good character story, then I uh, I roll. You know, I I can get invested in it. Where I feel like ten was a little bit more action oriented, which isn't. I mean, it's not that's terrible. Not my, it's not wrong. Right, right, right. Yeah. Not wrong. It's not my favorite thing, but uh, for right. some people it is. So I there's probably people out there right now shaking their fist while they're commuting to work. Going, Gideon, you're so wrong. And yeah, I, I probably am. But for me, for me, I feel like I'm right. So I think that's uh, that makes sense too, because every type of listener is, is different because they're going to focus on, you know, whether it be character development, like you said, or action or <clears throat> something involved with their faction or their type of genre. But I like the fact that Battletech has like enough, like they have a lot of great writers that some are really great at characters, some are really good at action, some Ooh, are good at both. Favorite but authors. We have one there's author, so many new so ones now. 
which is a good thing. There's so many new authors now that are doing are just knocking it out of the park, which it it's awesome. I love it. Have they had uh, audiobooks for sh- the Shrapnel editions? <laughs> Jesus, man. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I mean, it <laughs> is right. you are contractually I'm keep obligated. On. I think uh, they should push those. I mean, especially for well, I, I here's here's a consideration. Like when you're when you're looking at target audiences, I mean, you have to incorporate. Um, a lot of different factors. Just like if, um, say, if um, if I had a, a handicap and I I wasn't able to pick up um, a, a paper bound book, or you know, I'd have to have like something for my computer to read it to me. I think an audio is is absolutely a, a great option for to to facilitate for people. Well- and the last time we had Rayon, he specifically called that out. That is mm-hmm. one of their main focuses. So, I mean, it's just, I don't think you can put it out an audio book as fast as you can put out, you know, especially publish, for Shrapnel. Publish something. Yeah. Especially when you're, so, especially mm-hmm. when you can use Amazon's on-demand publishing. I mean, right as on. long as it's formatted correctly and you can get it into their store. I mean, those sales happen right now. I mean, when, uh, last conversation that I had with Blaine that, uh, his new book, um, Splashdown will be out in audiobook as well. I mean, there's a lot that he, I mean, I'll bet he's listened to it four or five, six times because there's a lot of back and forth of this character should sound this or, you know, different things. I'm sure. I mean, that there's a lot more that goes into getting an audiobook created than writing the story and making it available for readers. So, absolutely. Because a whole other spectrum is how is it to be written or, or read, excuse me. Right. Well, I think right. uh, from now on, Tommy can just say his favorite Battletech author is Trent Sparks, <laughs> who is the narrator who reads the the new audio books. So <laughs> just, just go with Trent Sparks, Tommy. You got it. There you go. Solid, solid. Jump on that bandwagon. Well, I'm just going to keep on. Anytime we talk about books, I'm just going to keep on saying, "Hey, audio books." It's it's in your contract with Wolfnet Radio, so <laughs> yeah. you have so... you have to. You're... <laughs> You're contractually <laughs> obligated to ask about the audiobook. I mean, that I mean, if we want Turkina for everybody, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, uh, I think just the last thing on new product is uh, there's been some uh, just uh, image dumps and stuff like that for the new mercenaries Kickstarter coming up. I saw the image of the flea, oh, which looked super. awesome. I uh, what's his uh, Savage Coyote put out a painted Antos? Uh, was that the Antos, the eight ER medium lasers tank? That's way too fucking big to go on a hex, but they did it. That's that's <laughs> nice too. <laughs> Wait, was yeah. it our our standard of hexes or? Uh... <laughs> oh, no, no, it, it's it's one point two five the BattleTech hex size. It, it hangs over the hex. A lot on both it's, sides. It, <laughs> it, it's a big tank. It's a big boy. The, the hem doll that I got on one of my lists. Yeah, uh, it's exactly like that. It's, exactly it's about that like size. That. It covers that. There is no hex left after that. <laughs> you damn near have to paint a line across the top of the, <laughs> off the, off the front of it and the back of it just to know that's where the front of the hex is. Oh, that'd be that's a what cute, I should do. That's that'd what be a I need sweet to do. scheme too. I should paint a scheme like that. Let's paint a stripe over the top of it that matches where the front of the hex is, and, and a little easier that, to measure. 
put that in yellow or something like that. Kind of like this is Neon. not part of the paint scheme. This is not your normal tank. <laughs> uh, if you could, you know, if you could do it with like a, a bright yellow and a dashed line, just to, just to, like you said, indicate it's not part of the paint scheme. It's just here's where the hex is. That'd be, I think that'd be kind of neat. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that because the Hamdel's front end goes over the. the that covers the whole front end, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just. I remember right? Yeah. Straight beef. The uh, I've got a. Like the Mars tank does that too. There's a lot of carnivores over. I had a carnivore sitting here. I moved around this today and yesterday. This guy's buried. It's the same way. It covers the whole damn hex. Oh. There it Speaking is. of vehicles, uh, we also forgot to mention that the recognition uh, guide volume twenty eight came out. Oh my! Okay, and that's got more uh, vehicles. That's got more vehicles. Woohoo! So, that thank is... you, Catalyst, for doing that. I think that's yeah. awesome. It's going to be great. Uh, we are waiting for the MUL to update. Of course, uh, we like vehicles. <laughs> we, 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 oh, like a, we like our wheeled stuff. So. There can be a spicy meatball rolling on the planet. Cover and all the other stuff. I don't mm. know about wheeled vehicles so much. Mm. I'm, I'm more tractor hover myself. but Oh, they got some speed if, as long as you're careful about terrain. I always love my Tokugawas. They're priced just right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but again, lots of, lots of, you know, I, I'd still, I guess it's getting a little old praising catalyst but uh they are continually giving us new stuff even if it's not a lot but it's it i mean you get a big dump and little dump and <laughs> some medium dumps in between i'd, I'd rather be wow. in this than, i'd rather be in this situation than in oh. years past <laughs> i went down that i went down the path and i had to keep going why did you what happened this weekend <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I'll pr- I'll pre shout out my uh, my town city utility guys because uh, on this new day January first twenty twenty three I woke up to no water in my house uh, my entire neighborhood the water main broke and uh, for about a good ten hour period we had no water in the house so you uh, you kind of you kind of take for granted uh, having to go to the bathroom and. Uh, not having water, so <laughs> you should so, send them a. Uh, a I bought them donuts this morning. So did you? Yep. Out of way. Yep. The wife and I went on a walk this morning with the dog and went to Casey's, got some donuts, and brought them to him, and they were all very happy. <laughs> Put a card were, on there. Thanks for they, keeping keeping my space, John. They working. were they're covered in what I hope was mud. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But anyway, there's there's one of my shout-outs for the day. And but. looking around the community, looks like we got some game etiquette. <laughs> yeah, this is a... If, if we have a sound effect for the screeching of a soap box getting pulled out, I can <laughs> insert, insert that here. Um, uh, I, I, can look, I can look at that. 33, <laughs> okay. I got a timestamp. Scraping of soapbox. <laughs> Got it. Oh, there you go. That's not bad. That, that works pretty good. That works I like that. Good. That's pretty good. That's wood on wood. All right. <laughs> wood on wood. 
no Ga- um, gaming etiquette you say hmm? yeah so I, I i tell us more i i i think because there is a level of like uh like psychological like warfare going on at the table i no. i understand that i acknowledge that you know you know you might hollywood a little bit and act like you're really trying to contemplate your next move when really you very much know your next move you know like whatever there there are things that people do to try to like get in the head of their opponent um but over the since our last recording i've been just consuming tons of content about BattleTech from all sorts of different sources so i couldn't even tell you exactly where i got it but there was like three or four different comments along the way of people either like during like a a battle report or something or whatever where they were talking about oh well that person wasn't playing right because they were doing this thing or that thing or whatever um but but basically trying to like literally tease the opponent into playing differently and like i i think that this is just your psa of don't be a dick you know (laughs) like like playing the game and you know trying to get in your opponent's head is one thing but just flat out like teasing them because they're doing something that you can't compete against isn't isn't really that i don't know maybe i'm wrong what do you guys think what kind of examples did you did you come across oh i don't even um like like i can i can uh i think i can remember a few times where like when we we play test um, or even at some of our early tournaments where it's, it's, it's friendly people, you know, and you kind of josh around a little bit or you kind of gig each other. And it's like a big chess match of like, Oh, you're going to go there, huh? <laughs> or, um, Oh, I'm so glad you're going to go there well, because I was going to move my piece here. But now that you did that, I like but... doing that when people place terrain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to I... put it there. Thank you. I and can, then they switch. I could probably <laughs> siphon some of my X-wing experience. I, I don't think I've seen it quite enough in BattleTech yet. Yet, I uh, I'm gonna put that in quotes because I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna happen. But there's a lot of times, um, especially if if you are a new player playing an experienced player, or vice versa, you're the you're the experienced person playing a new, a new player, and it probably doesn't sound like a lot, but the eye roll, like, that's a, I, w- I wouldn't have made that move, or what are you doing there, or something like that, where it just kind of projects, like, that's not what you should be doing, and I feel like you don't know what you're doing. Like, it, it, it's a simple little quip, or, or an eye roll, or a, like, a, oh, my My problem is that I teach so often that even during games, I will t- I will stop a person with a bad move and explain to them, this is why this could potentially be a bad move. I'm not telling you don't do this, but did you take this into consideration? And usually about 80% of the time they go, oh, right. Right. <laughs> and, and, change, and change the move. But, but I, you, do, you know, you, yeah, you do but, the work in explaining why. You don't, you don't just go, well, that's a bad move. And then you move your piece and you don't explain to the person or whatever. It's just like, I don't know. I, I noticed that a lot more and I don't think I've ever seen it in Battletech yet, but I did see that a couple of times in X-Wing where it's just like, 
Like, hey, man, let the guy, you know, if it's a competitive tournament and this, that, let him dig his own grave. You don't need to tell him that he's digging his own grave. Yeah, it's it's a difference if it's meant in a kind of a condescending way or if right. it's trying to be helpful or, I mean, you can see an ulterior motive there. That's That's usually the biggest warning sign. Yeah. Um, I kind of like it when you, you make a, a, a move that you know that you shouldn't make, but then you have an alternative motive to that move, like a, a mech that's going to start sprinting right after that move, like 27 inches. Like, you know, I'm just going to go <laughs> all the way around this mountain and go to this one objective point. Let's see if I just park it here and think he knows that I don't know what's going on. All baiting, bait and switch, or playing, <laughs> kind of playing the fool and sucking them into the ambush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, gaming etiquette is is a big thing. Like it is, yeah. like Andrew says, if you can, if you can have a teachable moment to that person, great. But you know what? Sometimes that what you think is teaching can be considered condescending to the other player too. Yeah. So there's a there's a fine line that you have to walk when trying to do that. Uh, one, you got to judge the player's uh, experience level. Two, I mean, read their body language. If they're frustrated and they're not having a good time, just be like, hey, man, it's it's all cool. You know, I, I didn't see that move coming, but I, I, that might work. You know, just kind of like disarm the situation a little bit. Don't, don't throw a pile of condescending bullshit on top of it. It was like, oh, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> All the de-escalation yeah, instead of escalation. That's only going to make it worse. And I don't know how many people have seen players go tilt, but it can happen at the drop of a hat and fucking tables get thrown or pieces get thrown or something like that. It's not a pretty sight. Well, I had to... I had to give a, I got to give a shout out to Lucas Spencer this weekend. I mean, I, I put out a call at Thursday afternoon that, Hey, I'm going to be at uh, dreamers here in Brinsville, um, Saturday afternoon for some gaming and freaking 10 people showed up. <laughs> and one of them was uh Lucas Spencer out of uh, cross. He was actually in town with his girlfriend, uh, at, at her parents' place or whatever, but he, <laughs> he showed up with a, with a uh, a Walmart shopping cart, a hand cart, a little hand carry thing, full of mechs. Cool, and cool. Some of the not in, in the boxes still. All nice. the lance packs and star packs or whatever. He's like, some of it's painted, some of it's not. And I'm like, dude, just put 200 points together. Yeah. And the first game that we played, I, I pulled out, you know, a, a, a lesser list that I had with, but I put um, I put the Rottweilers on the table, and I put a Dasher and marauder battle armor on the table and i'm like you're i'm gonna teach you a few things and it's probably not gonna go well for you this time because you obviously are still working on putting 200s together but we're gonna work through a couple of different things and he was really really cool about yeah i'm here to learn let's let's do that i mean and that's that has been in my experience far and above the the response that we've gotten every time we go out and do a 350 event is people are open and they want to learn. Um, and even if you do do something where it's like, this ended up being kind of a dickish move just because of the way our armies are matched up. P 
people understand that. And as long as you approach it appropriately, right? If you just don't just run that dasher behind somebody and just stab them and instead look at them and go, here's why this is important. Here's why you want to take this into consideration. And you put 30 inches on that dasher and run them all the way over and drop battle armor off. Their eyes get a little bit big, but they learn something, right? They, they start to understand, oh, shit, I got to watch out for that. So in, in what world is two Rottweilers, a Dasher, and two Marauder Battle Armor a lesser list? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, <clears throat> I took it easy other, on him. Other, I just all brought... my other mechs, I, I, I had a Shadowhawk 2C, a Hunchback 7M, and a Mongoose, and a Dasher, and those two Battle Armor. Oh, man, just that. He, he was saying it was lesser for stand-up fight. Ah. <laughs> and I went exactly what we played. I went up yep. against a Wolverine, mm. a Rifleman, a Warhammer, and a Nightstar. Yeah, but that's that's a great learning opportunity and teaching opportunity where, hey, um, where it's great where we could have testing too, where it's like, hey, throw that high-speed list at me and see, if, see how this reacts to it or see if I can work on making them oh, panic better or we we played we played a lot of capture the flag games boys yep. i got some feedback i got some feedback there too so good yeah. and that's that's those are that great moments of you sir young man what's that? what's that it's very turkina of you that's awesome yeah i'm trying i'm trying that's anyway <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> anyway yeah how about we have some uh this history brief with Charles Gideon brought to you by Ares Games and Miniatures. On this episode of Wolfnet History Briefs, a burger so good you'd fight for it. Hello, Wolfnet, and welcome to this installment of Wolfnet History Briefs, where we look at what happened sometime in the Battletech timeline. I'm Gideon. Let's go. Well, Wolfnet. It's that time of year again where people gather to celebrate any of dozens of holidays. For the clans, it is often a time to remember the moments that define their history, such as Exodus Day, Invasion Day, or Star League Day. For the Inner Sphere, however, the celebrations for this season often revolve around a few typical themes. Family, food, religion, and reflection. So, with this in mind, I scoured the history databases to find an event that covered as many of these topics as possible. If you're willing to take the leap that it's a family that makes a home, and home is the regiment, as the old military standard suggests, well, I can cover most of these topics all at once. Today we travel to the year 2970. The place is New Defiant City, on the planet Moravian which, if you're unfamiliar, was nestled for centuries along the Capellan Confederation border with the Federated Suns. That is until the Third Succession War, when it became a planet on the Suns border with the Capellans, if you catch my meaning. The Federated Suns moved an otherwise little-known mercenary unit called Beaufort's Cossacks to the planet to bolster its defense. For any of you who have pulled a garrison contract, you know how monotonous the duty can be and how any small comfort can help the tedious days pass by just a little faster. In this regard, the Cossacks had struck gold in their contract negotiations, twice-weekly catered food from the sphere-wide famous Triple F Burger. What was initially a boom quickly became a problem, however, when the Capellans, 
who weren't going to release their control over the system easily, set up a naval blockade around the system. This prevented any shipments coming into the Moravian system and created a unique issue. You see, the famous Triple F burger relies on whale meat for its signature juicy flavor. So while they had everything on planet for your run-of-the-mill cheeseburger, it was not the burger agreed to in the contract. The commander of the Cossacks, one Colonel Regnus, filed a complaint against the breach of contract, which of course Scott punted to the Triple F franchisee who had subcontracted for the catering. The restaurant owner tried to explain the reason for the shortages, but the Cossacks wouldn't have it. Regnus tried to maintain military order, but the troops had already had all they could of the garrison boredom, and they decided to take matters into their own hands. They left their barracks and commandeered the vehicles of passers-by. Once they were all loaded on civilian transports, they made their way to the nearest Triple F franchise in a style only soldiers can hanging out windows, screaming their heads off, and firing small arms in the air. Of course, once they arrived, the employees didn't stick around to find out what the armed mob wanted, which left the troops standing around the lobby of a fast food chain, shouting at no one. A few minutes of this, and the rioters realized not only that they weren't going to get any Triple F burgers, but they were making fools of themselves in the process. So, with a heavy sense of guilt, they returned to their base. Colonel Regnus could have had the whole group executed for mutiny, but no punishments were handed out. After all, no one was hurt in the rampage, and the shame of the whole thing was a lesson no one would soon forget. Well, Wolfnet, there you have it. People joining together because of food, losing their tempers, and partaking in angsty shenanigans followed by reflection over just how stupid we all can be. Sure sounds like holidays to me. This is Gideon signing off, and remember, those who fail to learn from history are doomed. And that was History Brief with Charles Gideon, brought to you by... Aries Games and Miniatures. <laughs> do that wow. again. Come on, you gotta do it again. Who popped your balloon? <laughs> Aries games and minis. No, I, I'm gonna edit is. that. I'm gonna edit that one out. I'm leaving the. <laughs> I'm leaving the Eeyore one in. I like that granular. <laughs> <laughs> the stogie voice. Anyways, uh, off uh, off to another topic as usual. Uh, battle reports as far back as December third. There was the KSAG third annual Dreamers Vault with Brunsville, Minnesota. Take it away, Andrew. Yeah, so we had, uh, how many did we have show up? And for those wondering, it's Kroll Sisters A Go-Go. And if you're wondering why it's called Kroll Sisters A Go-Go, the story is not as funny as you think it is, so. Leave it at that. Yeah. (laughs) We had 16 folks show up, um, had, it was a good turnout. Uh, store was a, a great place. They hosted us and was, everything worked out. I don't know if we've had a smoother tournament. Uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Matt did a wonderful job show, uh, running, running the show. Um, cause Aaron and I actually played 
Um, Considering we asked him to do streaming and TO, so. Yeah. We found out we won't do that again. I, that's, uh, that's a non I, I can always be better. <laughs> that's a tough <laughs> job. Fuck <laughs> yeah. less, we've, do better. We, we've done it before. True. And the, the one thing that I could improve is I could do more practice on all the newer setup layovers and all the extra over-the-top data that Aaron and people have been uh, <clears throat> throwing on the, the stream. That would be my improvement of uh, being able to use that a lot better, more efficiently. We've added a lot. what, the last time we did that where I was... That was um, Battlebarn? Yeah, that was Battlebarn. And that was that was a lot easier because I practiced for like three weeks before that. Yeah. Just... And then I changed Getting everything a, on you. <laughs> well, that's fine. I, hey, improvements are always good. But it is a mountain of of more data, which is great because then the watchers, the streamers, the 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 listeners, and the YouTube viewers can see a, a ton of more information. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be some limitations because unless you're there, you're still always going to be at a limitation, a limited viewing point. And there's only so many, you know, 17 different tasks we have to do to, to monitor, to keep up to speed for everybody. Yeah, it's a lot. People got to watch it. They probably didn't get the information that you usually get through, through Thursday Night Throwdown. But uh, we've, we've come to the conclusion that uh, it's a lot of work for one person to TO and run the stream. So we'll try to streamline it if we do so but anyway i'll let the guy who placed farther up the chain of ladder than i did <laughs> go first well first off we got to give a big shout out to mr bob mahoney uh yeah one uh back to back because he well uh, no not back to back case oh, no, no, no. Um, but he won battle barn and then he yeah, won yeah. um case back to back so. wolfnet tournaments and Mario, give a shout out to Mario. He surprised the hell out of us by surprising the surprise show. That was really, really cool. And uh, Mr. He Richard. Creeped, he creeped up to your garage window. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Apparently a lot more stealthy than we give him credit for because none of no, us noticed. No, because he did that last time. Uh, <laughs> you guys didn't notice. <laughs> Mr. Richards finished finished third. So, um it was great turnout, uh, good games. We had a couple of new people also showed up, which was great. Um, Logan came up from uh, Des Moines, which was really awesome to have. Uh, so hopefully he's uh, he'll listen and, and know that we need to get 350 going down there too. So um, for the two of us, I finished sixth. You finished ninth. Um, I'm 10, baby. You, you top 10 yep so it was just it for me i think that was the first time that i've played in a tournament since uh rumble on the river the year before maybe if not it was con of the north that i did the year last year um so it was fun it, I, I enjoyed being able to roll dice and talk with the people that i was playing with and um yeah it was it was fun to be on that side again Aaron, 
Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember the last time I actually played in a turn. I think Battle Barn, I had to fill in for a buy. You filled in for two games, that's right. Yeah, for two games. So that was fun. Uh, I played, we both played Jagoon's List, shocker. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't see um, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, had a great time. I, uh, let's see, I played... Uh, uh john he uh he had a, a pretty nifty list together i there was a lot of positives in it um it was I, the one thing i remember from that game was he had a, a the gray death salama battle armor and they only moved four inches and he needed to get into short range in order to shoot my marauder 2c but he couldn't go up the hill so <laughs> it was like he had to spend two turns just to try to get next to the hill then up on the hill and, and this and that, but uh, that was um, I think it was we played King of the Hill first round, um, and I won that one. I think you won yours as well. Yep, I won my won first. Yep, I think I won my first two and lost my next two. And then due to fate, I had to play Mario. No, I didn't play Mario. I played. I know my third game was Bob. You beat me and too. Bob brought his his fun list, <laughs> and I think I was playing. No, he actually didn't... he actually brought the same list that he played yeah, at. Yeah, uh, but I just Battleborn. My list, my my game against Bob. I did. I won the terrain roll, and then I didn't win another initiative roll after that. And all I needed to do was win one i swear i could have won that game if i just any 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 time during the game if i just won one more initiative i think i could have had him but uh i i was very proud that i uh alpha striked his jade phoenix uh all of his armor off and then i didn't hit it again the entire game <laughs> so that was a lot of fun um i know my last game was mario capture the flag obviously because um why not who doesn't like going against two dashers, two opponents, uh, battle armor, and phantoms, and all that other fun stuff. So that one is on stream. If you go to the Crawl Sisters of Go-Go third annual, I think it's the last game. Um, and You guys put on a show we, uh, for the viewers. We, we tried to have a little fun with it, and uh, conveniently, Mario had a bag full of uh, <laughs> little shooters. And I think we had a Crown Royal bottle that we couldn't open, and a Jägermeister bottle, and a Fireball bottle, and we used those as the capture the flag uh, flags for that game. Um, if you captured a flag, you had to take a shot. And then we realized that I was never going to capture a flag, so I just took a shot when he uh, he finished off one. So it was a good time. We had a lot of fun. Uh, did I play? All right. Matt? So first first round, you played Logan. I played Mario. Hmm. Um, this says I beat Mario four to four to nothing. I don't. Logan really was my first that. opponent. Okay. So um, round two. Opponent. Round two. I played Mahoney and he beat my ass and uh, that was uh, that was uh, Headhunter. And you played Todd. Todd. Todd brought. Hmm. Todd brought a Cyclops, a Wolverine. Um, a demolisher tank, a thug, and I can't remember what his fifth unit was. It was another 
standard engine old mech and it took me the whole freaking game just to just to take down two mechs and then punch through his cyclops it was just for those who don't think that old older model mechs aren't good um they are because that. it just takes he, he proved that wrong it just takes forever to kill him it just oh man all right and then we had round three uh you That's played when i played um, bob you played bob schneider so we had two bobs we had bob mahoney and we had bob schneider so we had tall bob and bearded bob i played um, i played at mahoney no you played schneider according to this uh, you beat him 4-0 how many how many rounds did we play four well, but four sense. rounds because you played bob schneider and then in round four Am I not looking at? Oh, this is Iron Gauntlet. Shit! Hold on. <laughs> what are you looking at? Oh shit! I had too many, too many tournaments listed here. Uh, sh- I'm sorry. I first played Bob Mahoney. Yeah, you. Did I play first round? Because it wasn't Mario. Where's Andrew? I played Tim. I played Tim first. You played uh, John. Tell John. There we go. Round. Yeah. I thought I and had that right. Second round, you played Mahoney. And I played Jamie. That was my that was the game I played on stream. That was Overrun. Uh, round three, I played Mahoney. And he beat my ass. And you played Justin. Justin, there you go. And then fourth round, Justin you was the one that Mario. Brought the, yeah, and I Justin played, was the one that brought all the the Cyclops and stuff like that. Anyway. It was fun. I played Mr. Richards. Yeah. Fun day. Had a great time. Uh, I think we were going to go five rounds, and then we just kind of took a consensus, and we're like, everybody good with I've... four? Because 16 players <coughs> will give you a four rounds gets it done. Yeah. And I think we've got. I think we're. I think we've got it figured out now. Where if we get started, we, we we usually get started and going pretty close to on time. I think that'll be the schedule going forward for. For the tournaments is we'll play two, take forty-five minutes, a half an hour, forty-five minute off for lunch, come back and play the remaining number of rounds, be it two or three. Um, just because normally when we're at a place, you know, um, Logan came up, he was from Des Moines, he was heading home. So we want to, we don't want to extend that out. So we're playing. You know, if we had to go five rounds, we would have played all three, and then everyone been able to be turned loose to go well i we found didn't need that to, we didn't need to play five because right but i fi- but i've found that if you do two take time off play two take time off to come back and play just one it's oh yeah it's, it's hard to keep everybody jazzed for that for that last one because yeah. you've had food and it gets a little later um it makes those last games go a little quicker because everyone's hungry and they want to get going so you don't have a lot of people playing past time. <laughs> and we've mentioned that on the, the streams as well, too. Like, everybody's coming back for lunch for this round. Let's see who falls asleep at their minis. <laughs> but, no, it was another good, successful tournament. I can't believe it's the third one already. Um, yeah. It was a great yeah. venue, great people, had a great time. Tons of awesome painted miniatures. Big shout-out to Mr. Michael Seneca. Jeez. Seneca! Who finally won a uh, best army painted, our best painted army? Best painted army, yeah. He's been trying and forever for that one. 
Oh, he's had some great examples already. I don't know why it took this long. And I gotta, I gotta shout out players. I mean, it, it, it's awesome that every time we run an event, I can't tell you how many people bring stuff and say, "I want to help provide prize support," or "I want to throw throw on a prize support." It's uh, fantastic because I think Curl Sisters a go go. I think everybody walked away with max, if I'm not mistaken, three or four, three max. or four, three or four max. Um, Plus oh, it was all a sick of, amount. It was awesome. Plus all the ridiculous surprise support that we got from Derek. I mean, he sent us a painting station and um, uh, display stands for four, five, and six max. Um, we had a paint kit. We had um, Tim uh, uh, Plant brought. Uh, he built a, a Lego catapult in a like a museum case box that a case went, yeah that went away it was just some really 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 cool stuff and it's that happens every time we do this so uh every time thank you to everyone it's just great to see the community come together and let's just say at this tournament i actually i think i said the words that this might be too much price <laughs> 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 which you and I have had many, many conversations about, and you have always told me you can never have enough price support. Uh, this, this one time I, around, it was it was a, it, it was it was questionable. <laughs> this one I had to, I had at least voice uh, a minor opinion that this could have been too much price support because my God, it was a lot, but it was awesome. It was a good time. Good time, good time had by all. I got my mustache shaved off that night. It was awesome. <laughs> felt so much better. Wife uh, was happy again. Yeah. And in a completely uh, uh, unrelated PSA, please submit your list before any event you're going to. Yeah. So that is that is something that I did want to talk about. That we're you know that's a hot button. Up, yeah, our upcoming events. Uh, remind do we gotta, me to do. Do we got to do the wood on wood point. soapbox drag out. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, I'm I'm really concerned, guys. I've got I've gotten three lists for LVO, so I get your lists submitted, um, please. It makes our lives a lot easier and it avoids a lot of unfortunate events if something comes to light halfway through an event. So. Please, please, please get your list submitted to WNRP at Wolfstragoons.com. Subject line LVO 2023 so that they can get tagged and we can go through validate lists. If you did not hear back from me saying all good, I haven't gotten to it yet, um, but please get them submitted. We are four weeks away to LVO. Yeah. Well, get we got one more. In. Hey, and we My have goodness. one more battle report. Wait, 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 let's not get into upcoming. We've got one more battle report. There's a 350 uh, day in Colorado. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we had a uh, uh, local 350. Um, man, I should have pulled up stats and stuff before <laughs> we got to this, but I think there were 12 players. If I remember right off the top of my head. Um, and uh we ended up playing just three rounds um was it just three rounds yeah um 
uh, because there was only one person undefeated. So it would have ended up being like a rematch type scenario. Which, so we just kind of called it. But um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was the uh, the Golden Irby, which uh, David uh, supplied and then had to take home because <laughs> we made him win. So um, <laughs> I... I, I, I said going in that I would throw matches if I had to in order to not take home the Irby. <laughs> so it worked out really conveniently that I was undefeated playing against David. And then I lost that game on purpose. <laughs> so that way I wouldn't have to take home the Irby. But uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, we had uh, a handful of... Um, well, I, I mean, we had what, maybe half a dozen other people there because it was kind of set up as a test your LVO list, you know, like um, get together in a competitive setting, really try try your stuff out, try to break it. Um, so half a dozen people, I would say, were there doing that. Um, then we had a couple people who were new um, and then a few people who aren't going to LVO but just enjoy playing Alpha Strike. So, um it was it was a lot of fun. Um, there there was definitely the uh, the the learning curve uh, for those couple of new players, just of kind of the process of how the three fifty works and everything like that. Um, but like picking up Alpha Strike itself, they did fine. It's just the uh, kind of the steps of train placement and all of that stuff. So it it I and after seeing everybody's lists. Um, for the ones who are going to LVO, I'm very excited to see what people bring to LVO. Um, cause if what Colorado brought to that, to the golden Irby, um, if that's any indication, LVO is going to be a lot of fun and, <laughs> and probably really kind of weird. So <laughs> keep LVO weird people. Um, <laughs> there's going to be shenanigans. I feel like so. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, well, then I think that was a good segue. We can go into uh, upcoming, upcoming events. events. So, Mr. Ron Ploger, um, who I've uh, had a couple of times at events, is is running a uh, Evercon. Uh, he'll be doing a 350 tournament. That'll be in Rothschild, Wisconsin, um, January 21st. Uh, if you have, if you're in the area, or, or you can make that, um, highly recommend it. Ron's really good guy. Um, he's going to have a really cool diorama, and I know have some pretty cool prizes. So um, get there, um, roll some dice, have some fun. Um, our first major event under the Catalyst banner will be January 27th at LVO in Las Vegas. Um, we just had eight more tickets added. I think at that point we had sold 32 tickets. So if you were a last-minute person or you – Wanted to go and couldn't because the tickets were all sold. There's now eight more spots, so get them while they're hot because I don't think there'll be more after that. Um, as we were stating earlier, please, please, please send in your lists to WNRP at WolfStragoons.com so that we can validate as many lists as possible before we get there. Um, we, we may allow edge for those that get it in. We'll we'll see. I, I it's really important to get the lists turned in, guys and gales. So please get that here. Um Charles, you got the next one. 
Uh, yeah. Um, and then February 25th, uh, is Genghis Khan in Denver. There are 24 spots. Um, so I, I think I mentioned this last time. It's a little bit confusing. So the ticket itself doesn't cost anything, but you need a badge for that day. So you have to buy at least a Saturday badge and then sign up for the event. Um, so it's at the Hyatt Regency Conference Center in Aurora. Um, it, it, judging by all of the other events that we've put on in, in non-con settings, um, I imagine we will probably have somewhere between a dozen and 20 people. So I wouldn't hold out and not pick up a ticket. Um, I would get one as soon as as soon as you know you can make it um I, I think a lot of people have been kind of waiting for the holidays to get through and stuff so now that the holidays are over come on sign up it'll be a good time um uh david is the official uh taskmaster to um and i'm uh i'm hit the f the f the second the the person who will most likely be sacrificed to play if needed but <laughs> whatever that position is i don't know but that that'll probably be me so um yeah sign up though come on down um it, colorado events are always a good time um look forward to seeing you there excellent and then the last one that we know is on the books is we will be at adepticon uh, adepticon our event will be friday march 24th uh, just checked their website, and it looks like event registration goes live on Friday, January 8th, I think is Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So tickets for AS350 will be live on Friday. Uh, a little caveat thing here, guys. Uh, we're, initially, we're initially slated for 12 seats. January 8th um, is Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. January, January 8th is Sunday. Sunday, the tickets will go live. We initially have 12 seats. So if we get those 12 seats um, sold, I have been told that we will be able to add more seats um, as they come. So uh, once they're sold, somebody will let me know or I'll let somebody know and say we need more tickets. And We'll just keep going until we don't sell more tickets or we hit 40 people. So that's so what don't we're shooting Don't freak for. out if it's sold out. Cause we will, I'll find a way to get tickets put up. I, so. I feel the 12 tickets are going to go fast. It, this is like LVO. We were allotted 12 tickets, then it went to 16, then it went to 24, then it went to 32, and now we're at 40. So just keep keep refreshing the website every once in a while. We will try to do our best on our Facebook page, discord podcast, everywhere else to let you know when new tickets are available. Um, but we are not capped at 12. We are interested to see how high it actually will go. <laughs> We're a little nervous about that, but um, obviously we have enough material to do a 40 person tournament. So if we get 40, We'll be fine, and if we get more than that, then, dear God in heaven, I guess we'll just have to make more terrain. We'll we'll make it work. So, like he said, we'll we will be as communicative as possible on Discord and Facebook, um, which are our main outlets for doing uh, 
everything that we do. That's where all our advertisements happen. So um, be on the lookout for Adepticon. Uh, we need to talk about Rumble on the River. Uh, will happen after that. We need to get a date settled for that. Um, and a location. We should, and a location. And we should be uh, at Gen Con. So those are the main events that we know we have coming up. Uh, whether we have a pop-up event or something happen in between there, we'll we'll see how how timing works out. So that's that's what we got on the schedule for upcoming events. And uh, one thing, just for the listeners out there for adepticon um because that is where uh, catalyst will be doing the kickoff for the mercenary kickstarter so if you want to like go and like meet the people who do cgl stuff and you know the the the, the people who have like uh actual movers, the movers and everything yeah. the movers and shakers yeah um that that would be an excellent place to do so um because it's such a big event, it's it, when it, it'll be it'll be kind of a, a milestone in kind of BattleTech uh, production and history, and you know, making things happen because it's going to be the big Kickstarter. And I feel like with how well the Clan Invasion Kickstarter did, that um, with the number of people that have returned or started new with uh, BattleTech. Uh, that this Kickstarter is going to be even bigger. So I think it'd just be really cool to be there, be part of it. And if you've never been to Adepticon, it's a, it's a pretty awesome convention. I'm not going to lie. It's, it is, uh, it is a tabletop very much, convention. Yeah. It's very much catered tabletop. towards tabletop convention, uh, tabletop con- uh, war gaming and stuff like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, this reminds me where, I guess th- this, this reminds me of that meme where it, it where they have Captain America in the elevator and he, the top screen is, are you a gamer? And the next one down PC or console and Captain America says tabletop. And the one on the bottom, when they all start fighting, everyone's trying to beat his, you know, beat him up because he's a tabletop gamer. That's what Adepticon is, which is really cool. So you're going to see a lot of cool stuff there. So um, if not for the 350, come for Adepticon because it's a lot of fun. And, uh, so definitely be on the lookout. Sunday, January 8th is when event registration goes live. Get your tickets. Um, and if you find out that they're sold out, do not fret. There will be more on the way. So um, just we have wait. we have that from on high. So, yep, we will so, make that work. Yeah. So don't hesitate to uh, tag us on Discord if you're on 100%. our Discord and you see that there's no tickets just tag us yep we will put your fears at ease because 2023 is the year of the 350 baby we're going big this year nothing's gonna hold us back not even fucking covid (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) is that gonna be a specific era yep oh i'm sorry yeah that's big news right yeah covid era (laughs) no uh adepticon we are limiting tournament to civil war you can't take anything outside of the Civil War era. Pick your faction, um, but era has to be Civil War. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I've been getting a lot of really positive feedback that people are over the top excited to see how that tournament goes. So um, thank you, Matt, for that. My apologies. I, that's kind of a 
big piece of information. So I'm here. Look at the overview. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna Thank be you. that's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be our first era only era locked, I should say, uh, tournament. So, um, if your list hasn't done so well in other eras, try Civil War and see if you can whack them all out. Play whack them all, yeah. No, no, Jade Phoenix isn't this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, looks like we got shout outs and uh, resolutions. Yeah, we can do them both at the same time. So, Andrew, shout you're out. next. Oh, my God. I wasn't prepared. So, I'm going to shout out um, Aaron and Matt for coming down for KSAG. Thank you for coming down and making that uh, uh, awesome event. I want to give a shout out to Dave Richards for all of his continued uh, support for the tournaments. He is one of the reasons why we had the ridiculous amount of prize support at KSAG. Um, shout out to, oh my God, who did we all here have here? Tobin, brother Bob, John, Chris Hesby, um, Max, and Tim. They were all over here uh, yesterday after Saturday of gaming at, at Dreamers Vault again. Um, we brought in the new year playing a grinder classic game, which I had to find a chair and sit down. My head was going to explode. So <laughs> playing classic for the first time in like years, which we had a good time. We brought in the new year, right? So um, thanks to those guys for hanging around. And my new year's resolution, fatty's got to go, man. Got to lose some weight. So <laughs> I got to work out for you. Seven's approved. <laughs> fatty's got to go. <clears throat> Aaron, shout out to Resolution. Um, I'm going to shout out my castmates. Um, it's been four and a half, almost five years, I think, now. Yep. Doing this. And I think we're just hopefully doing as good a job as we did on episode one. Hopefully far better job than we're doing in episode one. But uh I uh, want to thank all you guys for Every Sunday, once a month, getting together, doing this. It's been a blast. I think we've done a lot in our five, four and a half, five years of uh, of whatever. And I'm really excited for what we're going to do going forward. So, um, and my New Year's resolution is I was watching Top Gun the other day and he had that sweet ass flight jacket. And my New Year's resolution is to take all of the patches that I have accumulated, which is a lot. And I'm going to make a Battletech flight jacket with all my patches on it. So I'm super happy to be doing a shit ton that, of sewing. That sounds That'll too be cool. cool. That'll be cool. I'm, I'm going to pay somebody to do the sewing. <laughs> There's no yeah, way you I'm better. Gonna do all. That's going to be professional. <laughs> so I'm uh, super. I have the problem is is narrowing down a jacket. I've got about six of them. <laughs> so. I'm not going full Tom Cruise with the the sheepskin around the thing. It's that looks like it'd be hot. You're gonna look like oh. that trainer on uh, Robot Jocks. Yeah, Texas. Texas. Yeah. Hell yeah. Tex Conway. You're gonna look like Tex Conway, <clears throat> who was in one of our commercials. There you go. All right, uh, Charles. Uh, yeah. So to to start off, uh, apologies. I didn't get um this th these first couple people shouted out in the last episode um but uh shout out to uh 
longtime friend of the podcast, Bushido, um, for the inspiration and uh, motivation and drive um, and to write uh, Onikuma. Um, and then to the powers that be at CGL who put that out, that was a lot of fun to have a short story drop on uh, Halloween. Um, and then uh, shout out to everybody too, who's reached out to let me know that they, they had fun with it, um, which is totally the intent of that story is just to have, have a little uh, 80s, 90s uh, psychological horror going on. So um, just meant to be a lot of fun. Um, next is the uh, uh, Wolfnet Films crew. Um, it, it, it fluctuates, but you guys know who you are, the handful uh, that show up every every week and watch some either amazing classic show slash anime slash movie or something just the, the worst thing you've ever seen in your entire life um but what? it's fun every single time what was that bloodbath i puked a little bit because i remember the last time i watched it <laughs> <laughs> i was like yep <laughs> yeah it's not, right there. it's not for the faint no, of heart it's not for the no you better bring your tough skin um and then uh mike chuck and david who were my opponents at uh the golden irby uh 350 day um had a lot of fun playing with all you guys and then uh 1g and atn um for doing the yeoman's work um and doing a lot of work in this last shrapnel you guys did a great job so i appreciate you too tommy shout outs and resolution what's your resolution charles Oh, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, thank you. My, Almost uh, got away without it. <laughs> my, my resolution is to consistently write. Um, I, I I do it in spurts all the time. So um, I, I, I have like multiple stories like half baked all over the place. So um, I want to be consistent and, and like actually get into the, the grind of it just for... Um, uh, well, basically, so I can stop thinking about them because otherwise <laughs> I just keep thinking about all of the ideas in my head and I find fine tune them and hone them. And then I put, and then I go to write them and I write something totally different anyway. So it doesn't matter, but, um, just, yeah, to consistently be writing. Less spurty, more fire hose. I get it. I like that. <clears throat> Thomas. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Tommy, did you, you fall asleep again? Jade Falcons are overrated and they suck. Whoa, that should summon him. <sighs> Draconis Combine are the worst house in the inner sphere. Yeah, he died. Metal <laughs> Dicer. There. Metal Dicer <laughs> for posers. <laughs> oh, this is going to yep. get rough. He's, he's gone. He's, done. he's, he's not here. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not, not here. here. That would have sent him. I think Tommy's out right for the there. count. <laughs> So, uh, well, Tommy's, uh, Tommy's resolution is to make it through an entire podcast. <laughs> we'll have to, pot, we might have to edit that in, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's staying in. That's 100% staying in. I'll even get like a computer animated voice to. Hi, you are my name all is correct. Tommy. Jade Falcons are trash. Metal dice are far. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess I'll follow up with the end. Um, to latch on to your comment, Aaron, absolutely. We are no longer baby-stepping through episodes. We are full bore, 100% tilt. And uh, I want to thank uh, 
Ben Bourbon for sending me some sweet Ghost Bear Elementals. And hopefully his package got to him in return. So with that, my resolution, what does every Battletech player enthusiast need to continue to do? In unison, More painting paint your miniatures! <laughs> <laughs> I know it's an oldie, but it's a goldie. That's so true, though. <laughs> And... I, I I think we should stick to resolutions that are like <laughs> we, we actually are going to try to do. <laughs> I am. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> but as soon uh, as I get done with one, I'm going to be. Uh, don't be. Oh my God, he's alive! Here he is. All right, back to Tommy. He heard paint your miniatures. He's like, Oh my God, what? <laughs> no, my my new New Year's resolution is don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you mean, Tommy. <laughs> oh, you're a sweet old player when we play. You just big teddy bear. <clears throat> just so your mechs destroy us. <laughs> <laughs> Any shout-outs, Tommy? I just hope everybody had a good good Christmas and a happy New Year. So, everybody? Right on. Merry Christmas and happy New Year to you listeners. And... With that, any comments, questions, concerns, you can reach that once again to be on our P at WolstreGoons.com or you can find us on YouTube, Discord, Patreon, Facebook, Queensboro, which is awesome. You can find our nice apparel line. And uh, we wish you to have you a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow and new year. Oh! oh. Wolf. <laughs> Feature list submitted. Yeah, submit your lists.